passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You're listening to the NWA, the Nubian Wrestling Advocates. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Yo, we live. It's Righteous Reg. It's a case for the safe, keep a space for the Nubians. Unfiltered, off-kilter, the professor, the godfather, post-wrestling, the NWA, not oh, keep guessing, huh? The views and expressions, you know the rest, it's pop excellence, get the message, advocates for Nubian, wrestling, you're listening to the best again, black wrestling in the ring, we invested in, Nubian kings and queens, we invested in, it's for the culture and we repping it. And welcome to the NWA podcast, the Nubian Wrestling Advocates, the only show that's going to talk about getting color in the professional wrestling business. We are back for our April edition of the program. So glad that y'all could join us live here on a Saturday night or uh not live uh, in the future somewhere you might be on the train you might be on a plane you might be uh, on a bus somewhere going to work or coming back from work uh listening to this so we appreciate you for listening uh it's gonna be a big show y'all we got a big guest coming on here a little bit later and we have so many big stories to talk about I, I, andrew said it before we even got on the mic it seems like every month for the past three or four months that we've done the show two names always seem to pop up and they back again this month but <laughs> Before we get into why we're here, let us let you know who we are. We are, of course, the advocates. I am the godfather, Nate Milton. Uh, Ten years in the game, ain't a damn thing changed. I still remain your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. And joining me, we got the nephew, ladies and gentlemen, the youngest in charge, the man that brings you all the news that's fit to read. Give it up for Andrew Thompson, ladies and gentlemen. Nephew, what's good, brother? Brother Nate, what's going on, man? How you feel? It's, it's always good to see you, man. See you and Chris. Bring, bring, a, bring a big smile to my face, man. It's always good to uh, talk to you guys. And on, the, on this April 22nd day, man. Almost, almost May. Yes. It's almost May. Look at almost this, man. We, we, this year the flown by, Andrew, for real. We, 
we we the four months into the new year already, man. It's about to be over before you know it. And then we'll be 2024, 20, and then Roman Reigns finally gonna lose the world title. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Roman Reigns, if you listen to the to the next member of the team, maybe Roman Reigns will lose to the rock in 2024. Cause this man out here is the angry <laughs> intellectual. He is the mayor of Los Angeles, still recovering from that big party uh down in LA yeah. WrestleMania week. Y'all give it up for the angry intellectual himself. Some call him Moderna Chris. Some call him Mimosa Chris. I just call this man the professor. Y'all give it up for the professor Chris Ely. Can we rock? Hey, what's, what's up, up, man? Uh, first of all, Alexa lights. There we go. I'm about to say, Chris, you was over there yeah. like a lock. I'm yeah, not, I'm not, I'm brother out here setting the mood. <laughs> I'm, like a, I'm <laughs> man was looking like a lock character. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, yeah. I need to. I, I'm still out of it. Still recovering from WrestleMania weekend. So, um, yeah. So that weekend at WrestleMania is when I started feeling <laughs> under the weather, and then it just it it just never got better until I went to the hospital last week. Um, mm. And then found out I had low potassium levels, um, low sodium levels, low or dehydrated. I don't even know how you have low sodium levels and dehydrated at the same time. But Mm. that was me (laughs) for the last uh, month or so since WrestleMania. But um but yeah, it's good. It's good to be here, man. It's good. But you back now, Chris? You back? Back. Yeah, yeah. Brother's back. You can't keep him down. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, we 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 are glad that you're back, Chris, man. You know, we we are excited for this this episode this month and and we are also glad for the assembled postmarks out here. Uh everybody tuning in tonight. Uh we are going to get into so many big topics and we know that Chris and Andrew and our special guests have a lot of thoughts. But if you have thoughts, there's one way to jump the line. There's one way to skip to the front of the line. There is one way this is a treat for everybody watching. I'm going I'm to I'm pull back here. Oh, my God. There's one way to make them say, uh, nah, 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 nah. And that's by hitting that super chat button. Ladies and gentlemen, hit that super chat button. Get yeah. to the front of the line. Chris, Andrew, and I will chop up your thoughts on our discussion tonight. Uh, Chris, I got to send you one of these, man. You know, one of these yeah, one yeah. of these uh, fresh Cody fits. Oh, I would have worn Oh, for, and Emilio, shout out to him at the, uh, when we were at uh, Wale Mania. Mm-hmm. He uh, was calling Cody uh, Devon on stage and stuff like that, man. <laughs> that, that was a nightmare, not, uh, Wale Mania. Not because it wasn't a good event, but because... Oh, oh did almost almost finally see you on the streets? I, I, he wasn't there, man. And then mm. um, uh, I got press for that event. Okay. Um, but my um, girlfriend didn't get a but my fiance now, she didn't get any press. And, they, and this one dude I went to fucking college with and he was acting like i was some dude off the street that he couldn't let me in the backstage area or anything like that so Mm. um and by the time i texted emilio he was already about to be on stage so that was my fault i needed to i i didn't know uh wale mania blew up to what it blew up oh yeah bro they know the protocol yeah because the first event I went to in San Francisco, it was at a, it was like at a night spot. It was like at a, a bar mm. and it was, it was real easy to like get backstage, you know, yo, this is Chris, what, you know, and it was, uh, you know, oh, you know, got dapped up and stuff like that. 
at this year's Wallamania, that wasn't happening, man. Happening, man. I needed to be there like two and a half hours. This really ago. was WWE booking. Chris took the L in his own hometown. I know. <laughs> and my cousin, my cousin was there too. And uh, he was like, I thought you were supposed to be working press. He saw my uh, woman at the uh, concession stand. And I was like, uh, I am supposed to be walking, working press, but I can't leave my woman around these, you know, wrestling. <laughs> there was a, there was a press area that they let us sit in, but right. as far as getting backstage, um, that just wasn't happening uh, at this year's uh, Wale Mania. So, mm. but hey, Andreas, Nate. yeah, go ahead. Speaking of Omos, Chris. Mm. Seth Rollins versus Omos announced a backlash immediately. The match the people want to see. And, yeah. and, and, not, and not, they, they have not interacted, bro, I don't think in like a four years. I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> Vince, that's probably where it's coming from. But like, I, like when, when they when they announced this match, like I had saw it on on Twitter last night. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out like what in the Blue Hill are they doing with Seth Rollins? And number two, where where is this Omos program coming from? Like what, like, what are they trying to do with Omos exactly, but I I, I just wanted to yeah. give Brother Chris's direct thoughts about what you thought about that match announcement when you first saw it. I mean, I don't I don't think about WWE match announcements. I just kind of <laughs> go with whatever they're saying. Um, I um I do think that um so somebody told me I don't want to like be repeating like giving out names or whatever, but somebody said that um WWE is about to um start um releasing folks and nobody is safe um so i don't know what this omos thing is about um i don't know if like don't don't you wish evil on this brother chris i I don't i look man i i did i didn't even wish evil on cody i wanted that brother to win and we saw how (laughs) wwe does that i I just i just knew he he, he need more adversity chris right adversity yeah, just uh, <laughs> need more, more hard times, if you will. No, yeah, like, yeah. And, and not about the. I feel like hold on, Andrew, real quick, because Chris brought up that name. Chris brought up the name Cody Rhodes, uh, or as we know him, Cody Devontae Rhodes. And I feel like we've all got thoughts, you, me, and Chris. But there's one man, Andrew, who might even be more qualified to talk about this man, Cody Rhodes, than us. Who could it be? You could call this man a, a, a Cody connoisseur. You could call him. Uh, a Devontae documentarian because he actually did a documentary on this brother. Hakimian. You can even call him a road. You can call you call him a road scholar, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I guess this week is somebody that uh, folks should be real familiar with. He is uh, he is a dear friend of the program, even though he's never ever been on the program before. Uh, he is the executive producer of First We Feast. But most importantly, maybe my favorite title for this man that we're about to bring on, he is one half of the bromance. Ladies and gentlemen, coming all the way live from the satellite of hate, welcome back to Post Wrestling, Brian Man. Hey. Hello. Thank you. That's not me clapping. I appreciate that. Chris, great to, great to meet you. Uh, yeah. Andrew, I promise I won't uh, reveal that I didn't watch the wrestling pay-per-view that we all swore we would watch and review together. Uh, this is not Bound for Glory 2018 or 17 or whatever that was. Uh, great great to be with you guys. Hi. 
And by the way, if we want to talk about backstage, be back with you, brother, Mania, man. Yeah, if we want to talk about backstage at Wale Mania, uh, yeah, there's some stories. This was a this was a this was a fun WrestleMania. This was uh, I was out in LA. It was a great mm. couple of days. Uh, the 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 excitement was palpable. Everyone knew what we were building up to, and then uh, it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. yeah. So let, let's yeah. start here then, Chris. Uh, Chris, <laughs> let's start. Let's start here, Brian, uh, because we've got a lot to talk about this week. You know, there's so many stories that just in the week after WrestleMania popped up that we can chop up. But let's start with the main event of night two of WrestleMania. And again, I I alluded to your familiarity with Cody Devontae mm-hmm. Rhodes. So uh, kind of give your impressions on that match and where we've got, where we've come since then now leading into this Brock Lesnar program, sir. I mean, so w- one of the credits we didn't mention there off the top was uh, the, the, the YouTube channel that I have outside interference where I've done some, you know, little videos or whatnot, mm-hmm. recapping various feuds and um, the unfinished Cody Rhodes project. I, I there. There is an unfinished Cody Rhodes project. There is currently now also an unfinished Roman Reigns project that one day might see the light of day. Um, <laughs> I really have to stop making these things before we know the end of the story. Uh, the very first thing I did was the the Kenny Hangman story. We're like, we all know where this is going to end. And then it ended there. So I was able to yeah. do it. Uh, the MJFC and Punk thing I actually did right after the match. So we all knew the full story. Um Everyone knew where this was headed. Everyone knew where this thing was headed. Uh, Roman Reigns is going to finally lose to Cody Rhodes because the entire story was, we have to do this to honor Dusty Rhodes. And if we don't do this, then this entire company is shitting on Dusty Rhodes. And then they didn't do it. So, um, you know, they, they might do it eventually, um, but it does feel like they maybe missed this very special moment. Um, 100%. 100%. Like the closest thing I could compare this to, and it obviously isn't to this extreme, but it almost reminds me of WrestleMania 17, where yeah. WrestleMania mm. night one and night two, th- this was one of the best WrestleManias of all time. And being in LA and being in that building, and also there's the room of the, en- the, the news of the Endeavor sale is, you know, starting to come out. And it just feels mm-hmm. like, wow, this, the, the excitement is palpable. This this is the peak. This is the hype of what Hunter has done and also kind of the peak of Vince's entire life work because they're about to sell this thing. And now we're going to enter into this new exciting period. And then it didn't happen. And it just sort of let the air out of the balloon. And right. the last month of WB programming kind of feels the same way. We all thought we were going to see this new exciting thing of – there's a new face of the company. Cody now has this weight mm-hmm. on his shoulders. And also, what happens to the bloodline? They've lost everything. They don't have their titles. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. They're now in this, like, personality crisis. Talk to them, no, Brian. Talk we to didn't him, get Brian. that. You know, yeah. instead, you know, we're getting this backlash show, which I think is going to be a really fun, exciting event. But it's being main evented by, like, a meaningless six-man tag. Mm-hmm. Um, and a Brock match, mm-hmm. which... My, my feeling is I do think Cody eventually wins this thing. Maybe they feel that Roman's just the best, you know, face of the company. Um, yeah, I mean, there's more I can get into, but I, I feel like I'm hijacking the conversation around Cody. I want to hear what everyone else has to say. Uh, but then there's like additional that I want to talk about around the thoughts and the energy just being there after the show. 
but brother Nate, let, let, let me jump in here real quick because I got yeah, to piggyback off what, what Brian Go ahead, Brian, Brian, Brian made some really great points. And just, just to follow up on what he was saying, I'm, I'm thinking so. Like when, when we like like just like how he said, even dating back to after the match uh, that he had against Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell, I think the the consensus amongst most people was that when they whenever they do this Cody Roman match, Cody's probably going to be the person to to take the titles off him. He comes back. Mm-hmm. And they they set this thing up like grandiose, like you couldn't have set it up any better. This dude got to skip like eight months of booking just to come back at the Royal Rumble, and then he had this grandiose return, won the Royal Rumble, killed it on the promos on the on the, on the lead up to WrestleMania. Like Cody couldn't couldn't that came off as a, a bigger star than he did. We get the WrestleMania mm-hmm. crowd going crazy for him. Family at ringside, they had Brody Junior at ringside, having him the weight belt. You you like they, they they set this thing up perfectly to make you think that this yeah. man was about to was about mm-hmm. to do this and he was about to win mm-hmm. the titles and like fast forward with the present day where we are right now I'm I'm trying to figure out like you you do this match with Cody right and Cody and Brock you would like that's a world title caliber match you would think that that would be for the undisputed WWE Universal mm-hmm. titles and I, and the one thing that I that I can't stand is like the talking point that I keep seeing is like and, and this is like mostly among those that are like in WWE for the most part like you hear from like Road Dog or like you know, legends that are contracted to the company so they they are going to rule in favor of what has already been done they're not going to go against the grain for the most part and they keep saying that Cody needs more adversity right more that, that's like the main thing I'm saying the more adversity yeah. I'm like I'm trying to figure out like what more adversity could you need then a company, not, well, you having to leave a company and start a whole other company mm-hmm. just to be considered amongst that top tier class or just to be mm-hmm. considered in the same rank as the guy that is holding the world title. He left Duke, started a whole other company, the rival company, the, a big, ma- a major wrestling company that, that has, hasn't been seen in over, I don't know how many years, 20 years or so. And then he left that, he left his own company to come back and this dude was like the biggest star that he can be. And the question and the, the 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 note of he needs more adversity is is, is still like lingering around mm-hmm. it, and that, that's something I will I will never understand. And like they, like and and like how Brian said, you could do this again, but like I don't think that you'll ever be able to recapture the same atmosphere that you had at, at WrestleMania. Like people, they were they were ready for that. And like speaking mm-hmm. on the Bloodline story, I'm sitting in and I'm like, okay, uh, Jay Uso and uh and and Jimmy Uso lost the tag titles, right? Okay, move on from that. And, and and even going back past that, I mm-hmm. remember when Cody Rhodes had that promo segment on Raw where he legit laid out what most of what I saw on social media where people thought was a great plan of how the bloodline should crumble. Jimmy, Jay eventually gets fed up with Roman. He dips out. Jimmy's not going to leave his brother again, so he dips out. And then Roman eventually has a falling out with Solo. And then last of left mm-hmm. is Heyman. And then they the bloodline just crumbles from that point on. And like I thought that was a very, very good story that they could have told but now you opt in to go a route of where I, what I think is going to happen is we're going to get a situation in the WWE draft where the titles get split. And like, honestly, I think that I think it would have been a better route for Cody to come out of WrestleMania as champion. We have the draft. Cody, you Cody, give him the baby face choice of whether he wants to choose between the universal title or the WWE title. Cody, of course, is going to choose the WWE world title because that's the one that's associated with Dusty. And then, and then at that, you have the universal title, you crown another champion. Or better yet, if you want Roman to still be champion, you could put Roman in a tournament or such for the universal title and have him win the damn title back. And then you write back at where you want to be as far as Roman being a champion. It might not be the, the Dave consecutive, but, you know, you still you still write back where you want to be. I, I just don't get, like, it, it feels just like how Brian said. It feels like we're, like, in the right, in, like, in the same spot. I feel like post-WrestleMania, mm-hmm. it's, supposed to, it's supposed to feel like a new chapter, yeah. like a new beginning. But it feels like we're, like, in the exact same spot that we were. Yeah. 
pre-WrestleMania. Yeah, it, it yeah, feels to like Chris's it, point. You know, Chris and yeah. I were on. Uh, real quick, Brian, I was going to say, uh, first of all, shout out to Muggin for the uh, super chat. Uh, he says Detroit is going to be the uh, burial site of the uh, tribal saga. We, we will see the bloodline saga. Uh, but Chris and I were on SP3 show, True Hill Heat. Uh, Detroit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, SummerSlam, okay. Uh, for SummerSlam. Uh, but Chris and I were on True Hill Heat, and Chris said, you know, the Usos losing on night one and then Roman winning on night two felt like, watching Endgame before Infinity War, where mm-hmm. we've been telling this big story and, you know, we have this big cathartic moment of Sammy and Kevin winning uh, on night one, Brian, and then we're supposed to finish the job. We're supposed to take Thanos out in the end, and then, nope, Thanos Thanos finds a way to snap one more time, yeah. and mm-hmm. that's how we end this story. Yeah, it's... I feel like there are different ways to do this, and... I also, I kind of have a feeling, and this is just me projecting, that when they started telling the story, this was not the ending that they saw. I feel Mm. like the Mm. Endeavor sale, Vince coming back and getting more involved, I do think changed it a little Mm. bit. Um, And listen, I can also see it from the company side. You left, you created the competition, (laughs) you came back, you're undefeated, you're not beating the top guy first first round out. I can see how they feel like you got to humble yourself just a little bit. Um, but if it were me, the way you gonna I smash it, my phone. Exactly. Like <laughs> the way I think you could have done it in a way that was not, it feels a little cheap, but I also think could have got you something is, you know, Cody wins the rumble and then Paul Heyman, you know, being like, you know, he's mm-hmm. the, you know, he, he's, he's the advocate. He gets in there and he says, listen, you won the Royal rumble. Congratulations. That allows you to challenge for a title, not both titles. My client has two titles. You don't get to challenge mm-hmm. both of them. And you do, and he has to pick which one's he going to go for. And he goes for the WWE title. That's the belt that his dad didn't win. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the lineage. And he beats Roman. Now, that's a big deal because Roman has not been pinned in like three years. However, right. Roman's mm-hmm. universal mm-hmm. title reign, that continues. There's just an asterisk that in that 1,000-day yep. reign, he also held this other belt for a year. Um a little underwhelming, but he at least mm. gets to pin Roman. And then you can do a big rematch down the line where you put both belts on the line. And it's Roman and the one guy who's beaten him. Yep. And can Cody do it all? Or does Roman need to establish that he's still the top guy? Um, that's one way to get around it. It's just that I think Cody losing that night really let a lot of air out of the balloon. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. really killed a lot of momentum and excitement for what people thought they were about to see. Yeah. Um, I, I think to keep the belt on Roman for him to just then disappear for a while, like, yeah, he'll, he'll be in Saudi Arabia yep. and in Saudi that actually, that show is going to be the 1000th day of his reign. Mm-hmm. Now I don't think mm-hmm. that you have Cody beat him in Saudi. I don't know who else could even be the person to challenge him in Saudi, quite right. frankly. Um, and then does Cody win? I can see Cody winning money in the bank and then he uses that to get a shot at SummerSlam. And maybe this whole thing is Cody's going to eventually be the one to beat Roman. And we just had to humble him first. Okay, fine, whatever. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like they, they lost the chance. And I think that I don't think that the balloon, I, I don't think the air is going to be there in the same way, right. but I will say, um, no, having been at mania, um, and afterwards, uh, after night two, I went back and I was actually like at the, the talent hotel and like meeting with a lot of 
um, the roster and the general feeling was that, oh, Cody will get it back. Like, don't worry, mm-hmm. you know, like it, that's not a big deal. And also we've got this big sale going on and Roman's going to be on the day show tomorrow. And he's the guy that you want to have mm-hmm. be on the Today show. Right. You want Bianca, you want Roman. They're the mm-hmm. face of your company, not the bleach blonde dude with a neck tattoo. So that's, you know, where I can kind of see <laughs> yeah. that, you know, like, yes. Ro- Roman's, Roman's the face. Roman's, Roman's still the guy. Yeah. And I can get that when you're entering this huge new bold direction for your company, you want Roman. You want Roman to be the centerpiece. <sighs> yeah, I really do love that idea, though, <laughs> of of hanging with the stip. It's a little yeah. underwhelming, but Cody it, has to it, make it, a choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say, but, but, but when I'm when I'm looking at this thing, man, it's like just, just like how Brian said, dude. It's like I don't I don't think that you'll be able to recapture that same atmosphere that existed at Mania. Like that was like that seemed like the perfect moments of crying, and especially coming off of Sammy and KO defeating the Usos. Like, that just felt like the perfect follow-up. And, and then on top of that, the, the finishes to the match, exactly, man. You had KO and Sammy hit both of their finishes on Roman. Like, first of all, so, like, especially leading up to WrestleMania, the whole idea about Sammy possibly being inserted to the match, you know, the whole Sammy mania thing was going crazy at the moment, and, you know, the idea of him being affiliated in that match or, you know, like, whatever was going on, right? Sammy, the, the moment that he hit the Haluva kick on Roman, I felt like that that probably should have been like Cody should have scooped him up for the the crossroads and that should have mm-hmm. been it right like that was like the perfect little moment right there to end that but like I I just don't think that they'll be able to recapture that same atmosphere mm-hmm. like if, if they if they do it at SummerSlam I'm sure the crowd will be going crazy you know what I'm saying like they I, I don't mm-hmm. think it's gonna be like oh they gonna be booing it but like I like that that moment at Mania man like they they had every opportunity mm-hmm. to strike and they they passed on it and then and then the crazy thing is bro this is the this is the fourth time they've done this. The four, the the fourth, the, out of the third or fourth time they they done this, they did it with uh, they did it with Drew, and and Cardiff. Mm-hmm. They passed they passed mm-hmm. on the big moment. They passed on it with Sandy, and then they passed on it with Cody. Like like I'm trying to like how many more of these like mega moments, like title change moments, are you yeah. going to have to 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 do something like this in Roman's reign? Um, I guess I have to be the more the pessimist in this uh, thing. Cody is done, Zoyo. He's he's Damn. they they missed their opportunity with the guy. Um, he's not gonna ever be what he was WrestleMania weekend um, this month. That's that's just done. Um, I was on Twitter arguing with a bunch of fools. I don't really <laughs> argue. They, they 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 say their shit, and I just let them go. This to As me, we want to do. Yeah. This this to me is like taking your kids to see the little mermaid, and then Ariel loses her vo- her voice in the little mermaid. Oh, your your camera off, Chris. Yeah, like, your camera off. Uh, Damn, Disney Disney got shooters. They 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 took Chris's camera out the frame. <laughs> <laughs> Play with the mouse if you want, Ely. <laughs> no, but, 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 never never Chris, fails. Like, now I'm about to say, but until Chris get back, I was just gonna say like with with Brock and and Cody. Well, mm-hmm. I think I think Brock will squash him. Don't I, don't I, like, don't well, do that, Andrew. I, I I think Brock will squash him, bro, in Puerto Rico, because I don't think that's headlining <laughs> the show. 
I, I think I think Brock mm-hmm. will he gonna, no, he that, that, a quick the, little the bad buddy match, right? That's that's the headliner. Yeah, Pro- yeah, pro- probably that more more than likely. And I, I don't know, but I, I I just feel like they they about to like overdo this whole hard times thing with Cody, and they're going to try to bring this dude all the way. Like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. I, I literally feel like I'm watching the uh, the, the the same storyline involving John Cena. With Cena. came out of facing a rock, and and the the next yep. night after Mania, he got beat down by Brock, and then you know they mm-hmm. told the whole breakdown and like how he had to build himself back up. Like for, first and foremost. Who is trying to wait till April of next year to see Cody finally do this? But I'm not trying to wait that long to see that shit, man. Like, dude, like, bro, no, like, no, a whole year, bro. I'm not trying to wait to see that. Like, we this needs to happen at some point between now yeah. and August. Like that, that is when this needs to happen. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but 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 just but just the way that I'm sort of like watching it play. And, it, and I, I could be wrong. Cody probably might get the win at Backlash, but I, don't, I, I think Brock won. Either he gonna squash him or he gonna win. That's what I think. I mean, depending on how that match goes, it's going to really tell us what their thoughts are. I mean, part of me in my mind could see, hey, we're going to beat Cody now. He is long-term, the, right. the the plan, and we want to give him a really big rehab win. Um, and I do think Brock is at a point in his career now where he is going to do what they ask him to do. Um, he's not going to really put people over. Like He's not going to, you know... <laughs> He's not going to, you know, overexert himself, but like he doesn't have hand right. in fighting his battles. He's not going to be the champion. Mm. Um, if you think about what happened at at Mania this year, his job was to make almost look good, and he really did. And mm-hmm. I can tell you, yeah. after like, you know, I'll fuck, I'll name drop here for a second. Like talking with MVP after Mania, like he was like this mm-hmm. guy really proved himself. This guy, like he and everyone backstage was saying almost went to a different level on that show because that was he mm. looked like a monster. He he controlled that match. And yeah, he didn't win, but he he worked 95 percent of it. And then Brock got his finish and, you know, whatever he like left and got got out, got home early. Um, almost really proved himself in that match. But Brock was willing to give that to him. And I think that's where Brock is now. And that's why when I look at the Cody match. Right. I could totally see Brock just being like, oh, you need me to do the favors? Great. Because he's not playing the politic card anymore. He's not trying to be the biggest guy. He's just, he knows that he, what, Brock's probably got what, maybe two or three more years left. He's just getting the money. And he, the way to get money now is to show the company, I'll play, I'll play games. You know, I'll go along. I won't necessarily put anyone over that isn't the top guy. I'm not going to help you build the next Mm -hmm. Brock Lesnar, but... I will prove that I'm here to like be a Play utility ball. player. Exactly. So that also being said, this is his first match since turning heel. Um, but we also know he's not going to challenge Brock. Uh, he's not going to challenge Roman. Like they've established that. So what That's do right. you do? So it's like maybe him, like I could see him, you know, getting a sneak win over Cody and then they have a rematch in Saudi that Cody wins. I could totally see that. I could see this being a multi-match thing. That's some um, WWE shit right yeah. there. I can but see that's that. a WWE shit, you know? <laughs> I can see that. And the Saudis love Brock. The Saudis <laughs> love seeing Brock Lesnar, you know? I can see that. It's one of their favorite mm-hmm. things. I could see you, Cody Rhodes, losing every single match that he has with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong, but WWE gives me no reason to believe anything else. And like I was saying before, um, Disney pulled the plug on me. Um, <laughs> 
I think I, I think <laughs> Cody Rhodes losing at WrestleMania would be like taking your kids to see um the Little Mermaid and Ursula winning at the end and her and Eric going off having a bunch of octopus babies. Um and that's the end of the movie. Um <laughs> And uh, this is, I, I don't understand this. Oh, from hey, Chris, Chris, check, check your mic real quick, Chris, because you, you, you dropping gems here, but I don't think the people can hear the gems. All right. Sorry about that. How's, I'm on my tablet now because I didn't want to f- be messing with my, um, because I, I, I can hear you all good. Okay. Hey. Yeah. All right. So if, 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 if you're running, there you go. All right. Yep. But yeah, I just, to me, from a, a storytelling perspective, um, it made no sense to me. Um, I'm all about like um, story progression. Um, and Code, Cody had this halo effect going on, going into um, WrestleMania that no mm-hmm. other wrestler in that company had at the moment. Um, and it's very hard to achieve, especially in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I think as a company, as storytellers, you owe it to yourself and you owe it to the people that are invested in your product to tell a story where um, the um, good guy wins, especially considering um, the the route they were going with it, right? Um, and um, I'm... I, I, I don't want to see Roman Reigns hold the title until Philadelphia next year. I'm, I, I was done with this <laughs> shit on WrestleMania night. I was like, mm. okay, this is a complete story. Yep. I, it, it didn't get old to me until the Monday after WrestleMania. Then I was like, okay, I'm done with this. And then I was watching SmackDown, something that I don't really do on a regular basis. Um, and uh, Sola Sokoa is doing the same kind of shit that he did at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's it's the same exact thing, just told over and over and mm. over. And I do think that um, again, another thing in science fiction is this idea of villain decay, where um, the villain is a big bad for you know so long, but then the next bad guy comes up. And he's going to be even more powerful than the bad guy that's that just got done. That happened with kind of with Yokozuna um, when Vader WWE, mm. right? It's like you're this. We, we're we're on to the next big bad. So mm-hmm. now Yokozuna's got to be a, a good guy. Roman Reigns, um, th- it just makes no sense to me um, from a story storyline perspective. Because and that and that was the thing about the Dominique Rey Mysterio thing that I was arguing with people about saying Ray should have passed the torch and stuff. That wasn't the story they were telling. The story they were telling was right. Dominique is a, is a horrible son and he needs to get his ass whipped. And after Ray Mysterio beats him, you could start a new story, but that story needs to be complete in this, in that fashion, you know? Um, and I just, again, it makes no sense. Everybody who's, who, like, all the WWE employees and even some of the non-employees saying that we're talking about how much they loved 
with uh, Vince McMahon and, and what they did with Roman Reigns and him winning. It, they they sound they lying like hell, like bro. They don't believe that. <laughs> in my opinion, um, not calling them disingenuous dumbasses. I'm saying they sound like disingenuous dumbasses. <laughs> um, that, They're like, displaying you, the behavior of such. Yeah, you don't know how to tell a story. Is like you, you you don't know how to tell a story where the good guy wins and then he faces a new challenge. Is is it that hard to do? Is my main question. <laughs> well, it's like it's right. Like, it's well, it's like, like T. Anthony said. Like it, it's like if Goku lost to Frieza on Planet Namek. Like we all know about that. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure Brian is is down with his Dragon Ball mythology. He knows what he's getting at. Yeah, that's the. Uh, uh, is that the one with Jesse McCartney? What, who is who is in that movie? Was the was the the the, the live action one that they did in like the mid two thousand? Yeah, that car, garbage one. I, I, yeah. <laughs> the guy who looks like uh, uh, you know the dude from uh, Green Day in the lead role. Uh, mm. Yeah, I mean it's. I think that the tough thing with all this Roman, uh, you know, it's that this is the thing that I think what makes pro wrestling such a unique art form and why Mm -hmm. when people want to criticize the creative and compare it to say any new breaking bad or any, you know, uh, scripted show on television, um, pro wrestling is a live show that is done once a week. And the story that everyone agrees to in week one, people might change their minds by the time Mm -hmm. you get to the end. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I really do think when this story started, everyone thought they were going to tell the story of uh, of Cody winning. Um, but man, that Sunday being in that building, it really felt like Roman shows up in the morning and says that that finish doesn't work for me, brother. And uh, <laughs> that's really what it felt like, you know. Cody and, needs to work uh, on his tan, brother. <laughs> well, and, and it feels, you know, and it really is. Um, you know, listen, I've, I'm, I'm the top dog around here. Look at everything I've achieved. And this guy mm-hmm. who left the company is just going to waltz in here and be undefeated and beat me on the first time out. Uh-uh, not going to work for me. Um, and especially when it's for all the marbles. Like, that's the other thing that's tough. Like, um, you know, to be a, a fantasy booker for a second, it's like, here's what I want to see. Uh Sammy uh, or Jimmy uh, and Jay night one Roman tells him go out there um, get this thing done and do it on your own because I didn't tell you to go and get yourselves booked in a tag title match I beat both of the guy both those guys on my own so this is now your problem Mm -hmm. they go out and they lose and night two Roman's like so great it's on me it's on my shoulders I'm the only one in the bloodline who has gold now let's make sure I don't lose it and then main event comes Jimmy, Jay, Solo, they don't come out. They don't help Roman. Roman has to fight a fair fight, and he loses. Uh, mm-hmm. The next night, uh, Bloodline's got nothing. And Roman's out there saying, we got we got to go back. We got to get this back, and it's up to me. And he's berating the guys. And um, that's when Jay kind of does the Batista, you know, thumbs mm-hmm. down, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the guys mm-hmm. beat him down. Because if you remember when Solo first showed up, the whole story was – Roman didn't know he was coming. The elders sent right. him because they didn't think he could win. Yeah. They didn't think he could beat Drew. So we've established that the elders have their doubt. And right. I think the new story mm-hmm. is Roman's not the head of the table. The elders yeah. have decided that Jay is now the head of the table. And Roman can now disappear for a while. Yeah. Um, I would also love the idea if, you know, 
we're going to set if we want to establish uh, each show has their own main title. We've got the draft coming up. Um, I would say in the draft, you go to Sammy and KO, you go to Cody, you say, listen, you can't hold two shows belts at the same time. The bloodline is running everything. We don't want that again. So what we're going to say is in the draft, you can pick which show you want to be on. It's so but simple. then you have to you it's have so to simple. give up the other show. You know, yeah. it's the easiest way to get the belt off them without it being yes. like this crazy convoluted thing. Um, and then, you know, while I'm just spinning, and again, this is like it'd be great if everyone just did what I wanted them to do. But um, Jey Uso <laughs> then becomes the champion on SmackDown, and we're yeah. eventually getting mm. to Roman comes back. Roman's now the baby face. Jay is the head of the table. Yep. So Roman is still, yep. he's still your top baby face. And the thing is, I think sometimes to take the guy, to get the guy to take the finish he doesn't want to, to do, you have to tell him what he's doing next. And yeah. if the next thing for Roman is, well, Cody wins and you go away for a while. Uh-uh. That finish doesn't work for me, brother. That, that, you, you that's you know that's what, what happens. You, you want to know what, like that point about them, like, like Cody and them, like if, if that was the case, and they, they end up doing like a tournament or something for the universal title on SmackDown. And then Jay becomes mm-hmm. the champion. And then yeah. like, like you said, like with Roman coming back and being like, what, like, what are you doing, bro? Like you, yeah. you serious right now? Like you, you really trying to, you really trying to one up me or whatever like that, bro. That, mm-hmm. that seems like such a simple story that you would think that they would go and eventually tell. Yeah. But lo and behold, here we are. <laughs> Same right. thing. And, and we, we, we probably not going to see this dude drop the title really? until April 2024. So, it's, it's, it's gonna be a while. Yeah. I'm laughing at Vegas comment. Um, I'm getting pretty <laughs> sick of Uso X Machina. <laughs> the, yes, the Uso X Machina. Yeah, I, like yep. I, said, I, I, I do think you reach a point with a story that you've been telling for as long as they've been telling this story where people were along with you for the ride with mm-hmm. them. It was filled with ups and downs and twists and turns and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. And WrestleMania was the night that that needed to end if you're if you weren't going to end it at wrestlemania there needed to be some kind of crazy twist at the end of it mm-hmm. that would keep you invested for um as however many how much long they want to do it because again i'm not sitting through this for a year i'm just not gonna <laughs> do it i will look for um updates from y'all on twitter because y'all are um i will um i will uh read um websites i'll read the observer or keller or whatever and see what happens but i i, I just do not have um the uh Bandwidth. Um, emotional fortitude to sit through this until well, um, even saying it out loud just annoys me that we have to wait for this thing to climax or to come to an end at WrestleMania in Philadelphia. Like, seriously, mm-hmm. my dude? Well, and the thing that's going to happen is we're going to get a little Uzi performance right before the main event. Can't yeah. wait. Yes, that is. Can't you know, wait. We got to bring a little Uzi back. I'll, I'll, if I could do one of the, oh yeah, I'll I'll just gonna real, say real quick before I uh, pass the time to you, Brian. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a point that you hit on is mm-hmm. a part of the reason this story was designed in the first place. At least you know when you and I have had conversations about this going back two, three years, is ultimately we want Roman Reigns to end up as one of our top baby faces. Mm-hmm. You know, because when this whole thing started, he was the guy they were trying to force on the audience. Mm-hmm as a baby face and the audience was not buying what they were selling. And I think through this, it's like, not only do I feel like you're prolonging this bloodline 
story, at least this part of the bloodline story, longer than it needs to be. But yeah. it's like, uh, now we just got to wait that much longer for that Roman yeah. baby face that you want. But also, you've stunted Cody's growth. Because I do think Cody's going to get the belt here sooner rather than later. Uh, I, get it. I got a, a, a trunk full of these uh, Cody shirts I got to unload, Brian. I got one in your size <laughs> if you need one, my brother. Uh, but I feel like, you know, you're only going to get that one chance to have the big moment. Cody will have a moment, but it won't be that moment that he could have had, you know, two or three mm-hmm. weeks ago. And so it's like the law of diminishing returns. So I, I feel like Cody's going to win it because the story dictates that Cody has to win. If not, yeah. what have we been investing our time in? Uh, but yeah, it, it it did leave me feeling flat. And that's a sad thing, I think, Brian, because overall, mm-hmm. I really did enjoy both nights of WrestleMania this year. I agree. I agree. I think night one was certainly stronger, but night two was still very, very good. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, talking to that, like, yeah. Roman being the top baby face again, I'm playing fantasy booker here, but it's like you tell the story of Jay is now this, this thing that Roman has created. Like if you go back and you see who Roman was or who Jay was in 2020 and who he is now in 2023 and Roman did that to him, Roman poisoned him. And now Roman has to deal with that. And if Roman gets beat down the night for WrestleMania and then he disappears and he finally comes back, and he's humbled and he's saying he's sorry and he knows that he caused this. And now we're mm. telling the story mm-hmm. of him trying to him trying to bring his family back and then eventually get to a place where the bloodline is now a baby face group. And that's right. Now, now you can now they're going to have a massive run for another year or two. Um, mm-hmm. and, and to kind of talking about that weekend um, at the talent hotel all weekend. Um, so uh, um, Dustin. Uh, Rhodes was there the whole time and so I kept hoping that meant that like Dustin's gonna show up on this show like yeah right, right. And, and that's and that that's where like there's also this rumor which clearly didn't come to fruition uh, another big rumor that I just kept hearing and was swirling was that Christian was gonna be on the show because who knows maybe his AEW deal is yeah. up uh, that also didn't happen um, but the idea of like seeing Dustin there I was like well, that kind of seals it that Cody's winning, right? And it would have been so great if they'd been able to work out a deal where, and this is where my, my head even was when the Usos run in and then Solo runs in and I'm like, yeah, but wait, mm-hmm. Dustin's going to come in and he's going to, he's going to, he's going to, you know, even, even things out. And that doesn't happen. And I don't know if it mm-hmm. didn't happen because WWE just wasn't interested. I hope it wasn't that AEW prevented it because I think that even if he's still under an AEW deal and were to do a thing like that, I think it's just such a massive moment that like, if I'm Tony Khan, I let that happen. Like, and then I put Dustin on my show the next week, you know, I I don't care if they plug dynamite or not. Like that's such a huge moment. Um, So it was deflating then when like Cody just lost after one spear. Like I, I had uh, I had I was listening to an interview that Dustin mm-hmm. did coming out of Mania. He said that they wouldn't even like he he didn't specify who they was. Yeah. But he said that he couldn't come down from like the section that I guess he was watching from the press box, and he said that yeah. he couldn't come down from that area because you, know, you saw like his whole Cody had his whole mm-hmm. you know his he had his people right there at ringside. You would think they're all there. Yep. His his yeah. his blood his biological blood brother would be <laughs> but would be somewhere <laughs> somewhere in that row. But he said that they he said they wouldn't let him come down. So like, it'd be interesting to find out who <laughs> who who they yeah. is. But uh, oh, you you would agree? No, and for me, what the the night was already ended in kind of horror um, with with that uh, night. Who did, 
But then to twist the knife, Cody Rhodes goes for that dumb baby face disease that exists in WWE. Where... Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. When, when, he, when he was looking at Paul Heyman for the cross. Yeah, I, oh, my God. A Brock Lesnar's bullshit where mm-hmm. on Twitter, everybody is like saying, oh, Cody is going to get turned on. Um, and I wanted to, I actually gave it until about, um, what was it? Um, 8.45 on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. What it was, what it was, and then when I saw that the match hadn't even happened yet, I was like, oh, "Okay, this right I, now." I'm coming. I mean, we knew Chris. We knew. Well, hey. I wanted to. I wanted to give him some modicum of the benefit of the doubt, and then that happened. So we know the people Brock Lesnar tends to like to fight. That's all I'm gonna say. Right. Yeah. Stop. 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 So, <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> But I, 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 I'm not. If, if that if that joke flew over anybody's head that's in the chat right now, don't nah, don't don't they, don't. They don't. They, if you know, you know. That's all I'm gonna say. If you know, you know. Real, real quick, my, my last thing on the on the on the Roman Cody thing, right? Yeah. The thing was, bro. Like, bro, that match was so good, bro. Like, that was yes. a great. It was an excellent match. match. <laughs> like, like I'm like when you think like. I, I just seen a shit ton of wrestling this year, bro. Like that was that 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 was one of my favorites that I've that I've seen. Like I'm talking about just the big match, the overall atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You cannot ask for a better environment. You just can't because like e- even when mm-hmm. the, the the moves in the ring don't necessarily like it's not anything wowing, but when you got a crowd like that, bro, that only like amplifies it. And and the the finish, it it, it really takes it down and that and it's it's crazy that it's like that though that the that the fact that the finish sort of takes it takes it down the notch. And if you if you yeah. go to a, an alternate world where Cody wins, dude, I promise you, people come come December twenty twenty three. People looking at that, they probably be like, "That's probably in my top ten, top mm-hmm. top mm-hmm. five. So some people might even be their favorites of the year. But man, it's just, it's just like I, I don't know what they do going forward. But like, I I I would assume that yeah, Brock is probably going to be Cody at the the um. The backlash, maybe you all can see Cody winning that, but I, either way, like yeah. I think how we all said, we all made the point, and we all sort of agreed on that. I don't think they'll be able to recapture right. what they had at one point. And and the finish of that match too, right? You had already banned uh, Solo Sokoa from, mm-hmm. from Solo, Ringside, yeah. And then he comes out and costs goes right back. Like no creativity Bro. at all. Bro, he, he he had dumb baby face syndrome at the point where he had I, I think he he had Rome enough for the third crossroads, bro. Yeah. He hit the damn move like he he's he's sitting there like staring at Paul Heyman on the apron like oh my god what about and then like it, 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 <laughs> bro it, it, it just look it just looks because he was sitting there like standing there for like eight seconds like looking at Paul Heyman. And then like you like you 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 can I mean obviously you know you setting up waiting for Solo to come out you know what I'm saying but like. Mm-hmm. It, I don't, like, yeah. it, it's just like small stuff like that, bro. It's just I don't know, man. It, it, but it, it overall yeah. it is deflate. Yeah. But 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 then should should we get into the next topic? Should we get into? Yes, because I was gonna say yeah. it, that might have been yeah. a little deflating, but we had big news coming out later that night. Look look at that transition! Like you got my right. stuff right in front of me, Nate. Look at that. I'm gonna switch that, back that. over to my main computer, so just talk amongst yourselves. Okay. Speaking of transitions, Chris yeah. switching over to the main computer. He got to get ready for this topic because this is gonna be a big one that uh, I'm <laughs> definitely eager to hear Brian's thoughts on. Just say we we should actually start it off with Brian, man. So the the, the night after, the day after WrestleMania, the morning after WrestleMania, I should say. Got the news that WWE was acquired by Endeavor. There's going to be a merger with UFC to form a new sports entertainment 
company, man. It's a uh, pre- pretty big news. Uh, Brian, I was just start off with you. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you think about the news when you first saw it? And also, I don't know if you had the opportunity to see the interview that Vince McMahon did with uh, Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel. Um, and, you know, he Vince did get asked about the uh, sexual mm-hmm. misconduct allegations. And it like from, from what I saw, I don't know if you felt the same, Brian, but it felt like there, there were points when Vince seemed like he started, I don't want to use the word irritated, but it seemed like there were points mm-hmm. where, it, but when he was asked about some of those questions, you know, he chalked it up to mistakes. It would seem like Ari would like jump in and like sort of cover or, or yeah. fill in or just add more to, to you know, basically say a whole lot without saying nothing to deflect from the, yeah. from the question. I, I just want to know what you thought about everything that comes in that. Yeah. So I definitely saw photos of that interview. <laughs> um, I, so WrestleMania weekend, again, just kind of being around and the buzz and who you would see like at the hotel and on the floor and stuff. Uh, my, my feeling was this deal is getting done this weekend. Like mm, this right. is when you do the deal. This is the hottest that WWE is going to look. This is why you do the show in LA. Um, it, it, it isn't that like, I didn't know if the deal would necessarily be announced, but my feeling was the deal will be done mm. uh, this mm. weekend. And if, and, and you know, as we kind of know the particulars, the deal is not really going to go into effect and be sealed. They're hoping by the end of the year. So essentially they're yep. just announcing that they have a provisional agreement but it still needs to be approved and, and all of this stuff um i mean i i kind of thought endeavor was who made the most sense for a while um mm. i know people kind of would say nbc universal but the way that the media landscape is right now if i had to guess i think nbc is trying to find someone to buy then and spending mm. nine billion dollars on wwe doesn't necessarily make their price go up by nine billion dollars so Correct. And then also Disney. Disney was another name I kind of heard out there. And Disney, I think, is also trying to get sold as well. So I don't think any of the traditional media companies were probably going to be the ones to buy it. Endeavor made a lot of sense because of the UFC thing. They clearly see the long-term value in the media rights. So it makes sense. I mean, what this means in the long term, who knows? I mean, I'm not going to lie. There was a small part of me that was like, well, if we're now merging with, with UFC we have now expanded the number of people that can lose to Roman Reigns quite a bit. <laughs> Why drop the belt to Cody Rhodes when you can do a match against Conor McGregor in a year? Like that's where my head goes. Right. Like they are now so many people. We can now, you know, we can do John Jones and Roman Reigns. There's things that we can do. We can have like Brock go back into UFC. There's a lot of different ways that this thing can go. And right. why not cash in in another, a couple huge big money matches with Roman. Um, now in terms of Vince and the sexual like misconduct and how it was discussed um, for the longest time, there was always this feeling when we would complain about like WWE is so bad. Why does, why does Vince not retire? Why don't, why don't the, why doesn't the market realize this? And there was always this kind of prevailing thought that like, Oh, well wall street thinks that no one can do it except for Vince. Um, I think mm. we're right now is that they, they just don't care. The market, yeah, they it, don't yeah. care about the quality of the product. They're not watching that part. the product. Maybe maybe they'll go to WrestleMania every once in a while. Uh, like, they'll go to the big show and be like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this is like going to the circus. Um, they don't care. They don't care if Vince mm-hmm. is running it. They don't care if Triple H is running it. All they care about is the money that's coming in. And right. even though, mm-hmm. tri- like, Triple H's time period has been – positive and there are a lot of indications that it is his creative that has caused that you could also just as easily say well 
the more we get out of, you know, lockdowns and the more we get out of the pandemic, the more the people are going to go out to, to live events. So that's right. also what you could say. So who knows? Who knows? Either way. Um, yeah. I mean, I do think Vince selling the company was part of his play to come back. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Like, 100%. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Ari was fine with it. And also, like, I mean, the, the last thing I'll kind of say in terms of who was around, I mean, Ari was, like, in the front row on night yeah. one. So once you saw that, you were kind of like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, we know what the deal is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, but Because from the interview part that he did with Vince, he, he, was, he was, like, he really stressed that he didn't want to do this without Vince. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and like even the touch, like the, the touch on the, uh, like we do, I, I would say like probably for the last, like, I don't even know, bro, but like six, seven months now on this podcast, we've been talking about mm-hmm. like these different allegations that have surfaced against Vince McMahon mm-hmm. and how like it pr- pr- pretty much of like nothing has been done as far as like, you know, repercussions or anything of the sort, like kind of mm-hmm. just skated by, you know, got his way back in, you know, as executive director of the, of the board. And now he so, like pr- pretty much secured himself you know, uh, a, a pretty yeah. nice spot in terms of like, yeah. he, I, I think like even before yeah. the sale, uh, the news had dropped, that the WWE had issued a press release about it actually, about his contract, like the contract that he has established. And like, essentially, if anything were to happen to WWE, this is going to get a nice ass payout. And like, he, he's going to be straight right. regardless, like, regardless of anything that happens going forward. So, so I'm like, I actually wanted to like, uh, ask Chris before you dropped out, like I uh, asked Brian as well. Chris, what did you think about the interview that, uh, that Ari Emanuel and Vincent Mann did, if you can uh, recall, you know, with, you know what would they so so sort of the ins and outs of what they discussed if you remember oh uh, yeah i i remember um a chunk of it i mean it, i thought it was um <sighs> vince mcmahon is always going to be able to hide in plain sight let me just get that out the way um because of the way uh, the general population uh conceives what wrestling is it's 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 a circus and anything even when serious stuff happens in wrestling like you know a woman you know sues this guy for um you know harassment or whatever um it's it's di- it's going to be different than the NFL or Hollywood or anything like that this this is going to always fall back to this is stupid pro wrestling so it is mm-hmm. what it is um Vince McMahon, um, he's he's he he gave the uh, the uh, Donald Trump line the um, um, not I'm paraphrasing, but the I alone can fix it uh, stuff mm. when he's uh, talking about um, WE and uh, how they're gonna sell, you know, go for a sell or whatever. Like he's he's got to be the one at the helm um, for that, you know, and. Um, I th- I think with with wrestling fans and media, we just kind of have to understand that this is just what WWE is. You know, they're they they are ne- they have no incentive to like do right by anyone outside of their um, charitable charitable um, things that they do. I mean, the company does do some good things, but they do a lot of bad things. You know, they sweep things under the road, which the culture of that um, has kind of changed a little bit. But it's I mean, this is just what it is. Um, I don't know how long Vince McMahon is going to last 
um, in his position that he's in, because now his vote, if I understand it correctly, at least from what Thurston was telling me, um, his voting power is that of everybody else's, right? Once this thing is finalized. So, I mean, um, it, and also when you sell a company, corporate America, cause I've been a part of a lot of these situations, um, y- you, you could be the boss for a long time and you are taken out of power. It just is Mm. what it is. You know, you're, you're, you now adhere to everybody else and what everybody else wants and stuff like that. I mean, I happened with Ted Turner, right? When Ted Turner, Mm -hmm. um, got got uh, rid of um what he sold uh, t- uh time warner to um when he did the t- aol time warner merger um right. he didn't have the power that he used to have um that happened with uh john schnatter from papa john's he didn't have the power yeah. that he used to have once you know things you know the ownership kind of changed and they became publicly traded um and i think that um, Vince McMahon is a little bit different because the company, um, he's kind of been the face of wrestling. He's kind of been the, um, the jester, the ringmaster for a long period of time. So, you know, he might not, you know, reach that same faith, but I do think that, no. um, I do think that he's, I, I don't think this is gonna, I, I would not be surprised if Vince McMahon, is not in power in in like a year. It it wouldn't surprise mm. me. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if he is in power in a year, but I'm I'm just saying from my own personal experiences with these kind of mergers and things and things that I've seen with my own eyes um you know is it's it's a new it's a brave new world we live in. This post wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister. And putting away more money for retirement. Because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. I, I hear what you're saying, Chris, but to that I would say, I, you know, he could very well be gone in a year, but I would say two things lead me to believe that he will still be here. A, he has a pre-existing relationship with Ari. Right. Uh, but then B, like, let's look at the dude on the other side of the table, Dana White. Like, we ain't, we ain't talking about choir boys here, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, so I feel like they're level to put up with the uh, the fuckery, to use a preferred the Chris Ely term, uh, <laughs> like they they got a Dana, high threshold for that. Dana think, you know. White is not the same kind of asshole as Vince McMahon. <laughs> he's a different Dana White is a, he's a different asshole. brand of asshole. Uh, Vince <laughs> Dana White, when he got caught on tape smacking his wife twice, he he. He's that he's an asshole for doing that, and he probably should have been fired immediately. But he didn't try to like spin it like mm-hmm. 
I'm the good guy in this situation, mm-hmm. right? He he came out and basically said, yo, there's never an excuse for hitting a woman. And in Los Angeles, in California, in a situation like that, um, if you're caught on tape hitting a man and then the man hits you back, um, they will they won't treat that the same because mm. the law is nobody should hit anybody. I'm not condoning what Dana White did, but I've I've no I'm working in the courts for as long as I have. I know plenty of uh of situations like this where they arrest both people or erase no arrest no one. So right. that's mm. that's what I'm saying about that. I don't I don't ever see Vince McMahon humbling himself to this level for something like that. I could, I could still Mm -hmm. see him trying to spin it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, so I was surprised when he apologized to um, CM Punk for, you know, giving him his walking papers on his wedding day. (laughs) And that was even more just a, um, that I, I don't think that was a real actual apology. It was just for, Oh, we didn't know it was your wedding day. Um, Mm -hmm. We're not apologizing for firing your ass, but you know, but Vince, you got the invitation on your desk, brother. Yeah, (laughs) you know about that. Yeah, yeah. So, but but it it is what it is. I just, I I don't. I think Vince, I think Dana White, um, and I I don't like Dana White. I don't want it to even sound a little bit like I like that guy. But I think he could play well with others better than Vince McMahon. Mm -hmm. Um, I I, I might be wrong. Because I, I, this is something I've been thinking about since the, this since this news came out. Because I do feel like yes, this is a huge deal for the WWE. Uh, but I feel like Brian, mm-hmm. looking at this from the other side of the coin, you know, uh, for the MMA side of things, one of the <sighs> constant talking points that has been brought up for at least a good five or six years in that sport is fighter pay. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you feel like this sale does that? get us any closer to fighters being maybe treated a little bit better or is it going to be business as usual? No, I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> yeah, I, was about to say. I mean, the tough thing is like, I think there's a better, like there's, I think there's always been a higher likelihood of that happening in pro wrestling than in MMA. The problem really? is with it's with individual, especially combat sports. It's so tough to convince the guys that like, we got to go yeah. into this together. Where's in right. wrestling. You know, it, it, the thing that's so tough with pro wrestling is it would require the top guys to also go along with it. And the yes. top guys generally don't want to go along with it. Right. But there is, I think, more of a mentality of the rest of the roster. If you're not Roman Reigns and maybe Cody, um, Brock, you know, pretty much anyone else, you are interchangeable. Yeah. And so they need to kind of come together and say, okay, there's got to be – when you make these – you know, landmark TV deals, or when you sell the company, we have to get a, a, a chunk of that. It isn't right. just you pay us whatever you feel that like we're right. worth or, oh, you're going to stop doing pay-per-views and take away a large part of our, you know, uh, our revenue without giving us answers about how that's how that's replaced. Um, I will say going back real quick to the, the, Dana, the Dana conversation, what I think is he, I think, still kind of benefits from this mystique that Vince did for a long time of no one else can do this. Mm. Um, 
And we've seen it in wrestling. I mean, part of the reason why Vince is thought of as the greatest promoter of all time is because he did it for so long. Right. I mean, look at WCW and how many, the the revolving door. I mean, Eric Bischoff kind of had the longest tenure and that wasn't necessarily like, you know, all, all rosy. I mean, we can talk about the Jim Hurds and all these people. Um, And so I think with UFC, there's this feeling of, okay, if not Dana, then who? Whereas in WWE, Paul Levesque has shown he can do it. So Mm -hmm. if we're six months, a year down the road, and Vince is proving himself to be erratic and that, okay, this, he's tough to rely on. And we, and he's constantly changing creative plans, which I don't think people really care about. I don't think an Ario Emanuel cares. Does the show make sense? But if your creative is erratic, it makes it tougher for you to have licensing deals. It makes it tougher mm-hmm. to do. Uh, right. It definitely makes it tougher to do um, anything with outside celebrities because there's not a, an agreed upon, okay, here's what's going to happen. It just, it just it just makes business tougher when you have this erratic 76-year-old guy who's going to throw the, yeah. the script away right before the show. Dana White is not going to show up to the building the day of a UFC and change the card. Uh, <laughs> if Vince does that and, and he keeps making it tougher to do long-term business, he does have someone who has proven that he can do the job. Whereas with Dana, it's okay. If Dana's not in this position, then who is? And I think that really does help Dana because he has this, yeah. this aura around him of who else can make these cards? Who else can keep the guys in line? Yeah. Who else is going to be in that spot? Right. Um, and that's really what that's what keeps him there is that that yeah. uh, that aura. Yeah, and I think like people got to understand too when you're trying to change the culture of a company. Um, that is not an easy fix. You know, you're not going to just go from being um, signing a, a lopsided WWE contract and being like, okay, now I, I'm awake and now I finally see I need to get things need to be different and everybody needs to be treated fairly and whatever. Because what happens is um, I, I remember talking to my students one year about the um, when you go to a rental car place, you have to be 25 to rent a car. Mm-hmm. And when you're young, you complain about that. And you're like, yeah, this sucks, man. The law should change. And it's not, it's, it's age discrimination and it's this and that. And that is true. But then what happens is you turn 25 and you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about this anymore. You know, <laughs> because it's, 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 it's just how things are. And I think what happens with John Cena, The Rock, people like that who've already reached like these ridiculous heights in WWE, it's like they maybe at one point they were like, yeah, we should probably get together and unionize. But it's like, okay, now I'm making 10, 15, 20 million dollars a movie. Uh, yeah, you, you wrestler cats need to figure this shit out on your own. Um, get, <laughs> get like me and become a, become a movie star or whatever. Uh, join, join SAG or something or the Writers Guild or whatever. Cause, um, I'm good over here, you know? And I think <laughs> that's, that's just how, that's just the nature of, business right that's just right the, when you're talking about culture that takes somebody who just becomes a big star and in the middle of their stardom um they they make a change because uh vanessa lane bryant the judge when they when all those wrestlers were coming at that clash action lawsuit it wasn't like she said there was no merit there 
she just said, you guys don't wrestle anymore, you know? So why are you complaining about it now mm-hmm. when you didn't complain about it for decades after working there, you know? And that's just kind of where the union stuff is at at the moment. And that's just where it's going to continue to be until somebody um, that's, that's like Leslie Smith at in uh, UFC, for example, um, that's one of my home girls. Um, she tried to unionize when she was still relevant um, in UFC and everybody kind of turned on her when she's trying to do a good thing for the sport. And I, and I just see wrestling as the mm. same thing, because as long as your bag is good, right. you probably don't care about anybody else's bag. Yeah. Brian, real quick, because uh, I know you got limited time and I want to get your thoughts on the Muffin Man here in a second. Oh. Uh, but, uh, yes. Do you know the Muffin Man? We're going to talk about him. Uh, but uh, kind of what do you think is going to be the biggest change, uh, either for WWE or UFC coming out of this uh, sale? Do you feel like it's going to be something involving the TV rights? Is it going to be something involving the performers? What do you think is going to be the most significant effect and the one that we might see the soonest from the sale? Um, I mean, I think lumping those TV rights is a, a really big thing. Um, though at the same time, um, I really wonder what the whole Peacock situation is. Mm. Um, how quickly is WWE able to start shopping that around? Um, I don't think they're ever going to be in a place where they're back on pay-per-view for $50 a month. However, um, could I see them doing like the ESPN plus thing where suddenly, mm-hmm. you know, uh, WrestleMania is $10. You have to pay a little extra. And I do think they could get away with that. I really, yeah. I really think they could. Um, I see that too. Yeah. But I, I think the Peacock deal was like five years. So it's still three years before they could even do that. Mm. Um, I also look at, um, you know, who who would even have the pocketbook to do a UFC and WWE kind of lumped together deal. Um is ESPN going to want WWE? Is Disney going to be looking to spend that kind of money? If Disney right. gets purchased by another company, are they going to want that? I, I don't know. Like, I do feel like the more that all of these media companies kind of get kind of, you know, sucked up and whatnot, like who's, who are the, the buyers? There's fewer of them. Uh, I know there's like at least word out there that maybe Warner is going to be interested, which isn't great news for AEW, but mm. You know, I think AEW is a much better uh, deal for them. Um, so who knows? Who, who That's the big thing for me is like, who are the clients out there? Who are the people right. that would buy it? Um, I do think cross promotion will be great. Um, I think the ability to, uh, I mean, one of the things that UFC has done so incredibly well is they have made it seem like this incredibly premium event by not running massive stadiums mm-hmm. uh, because they run smaller shows and the tickets cost so much. You see all these celebrities and it's, it's the hot yeah. thing to be at. <laughs> yeah. WWE, even when they're in LA, doesn't have that. We didn't yeah, see tons of celebrities. celebrities too. They're, they're not exactly. A-list celebrities too at the UFC events. It's not like um, that guy from that show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like- <laughs> right. Yeah. Frankie well, Muniz I, is at WrestleMania. 
And and maybe maybe there's something where WWE can learn a thing or two from UFC about how do we get that cool factor? How do we make ourselves seem like an exclusive event? Whereas right now it kind of is a everyone's welcome and it it, it doesn't feel like the hot ticket. Um, Right. I also think, and we're, and we're seeing it, we're, we're, we're transitioning towards this time where um, WWE is doing more and more stadium shows. And I felt for the longest time that I do think WWE could get to a point where they could do a stadium show every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're obviously not as big as the NFL, but the NFL does, a, does two to three stadium shows every week um, right. as, as a touring brand, if we want to look at it that mm-hmm. way. Um, UFC isn't that. If anything, like if, and again, I don't know much about sports as Nate can attest, but it I was gonna say, like, Brian, if 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 I had known all these years we've done shows together, the way to get you to talk about the NFL was to refer yeah. to as a as a touring brand. We could have been talking about our Falcons. <laughs> exactly, and, and, and I, I do feel like the NFL is kind of WWE. They're the big stadium show; everyone mm-hmm. can come. You know, we build up to the the huge show once a year. Whereas, yep. like maybe UFC is the NBA. It's a little cooler. There's more celebrities there. It feels mm. a little more. Um, not necessarily yeah. it just it feels like the cooler brand it feels a little bit more authentic it's not yeah. um it's not icky in the same way celebrities definitely not stepping in no stadium with 20 right. degree weather just to watch some damn football like, the football. exactly that, 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 that's all the way the way it goes but, but more uh on brian's point that he mentioned about the uh the pay-per-view model i i there's a part of me that is slightly interested in what WWE's sort of there, like I, I think you'll get a good look at the sort of the core audience of what like what modern day WWE is if they were to revert back to that sort of pay per view model and to see how many people will actually come out of pocket to pay fifty or sixty or seventy dollars to watch a pay per view like a backlash or or mm-hmm. you know a hell in a cell or anything of the sort because like especially when you have like in, in, in over the previous years when Vince McMahon was was one in the creative and and shit he might probably still is involved to this to, to this day as far as you know they you know they come out and say that triple h is you know running that but i, I think Vince got his got his little fingers in there somewhere but uh like <laughs> even just going back in the past years like I, I truly wonder if they were to do something like that and they were go back to like their previous pay-per-view model like how many people would actually tune in considering the 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 the, the sort of state of the booking like, like, would, would people still be that that interested to come out and pay? Hey, let me pay this fifty dollars, sixty dollars nah. for a pay per view yeah. for the match. What would what, 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 what half the match card getting announced? Like, you know, like a week before or the three right. days before. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I think that would just be a real um, good, good look from a from an analytic standpoint of like what WWE's core audience and, is, and and also like sort of compare that to AEW how they sort of come out of pocket for the uh, right, the, I, the, the disciples that's, that they had pay per view wise. Andrew because like it's it's like with um de- like I lost my train of thought but <laughs> um I think that with um with pay- with the paying model paying for pay-per-views and stuff like that you could get away with having Cody Rhodes lose for no reason at WrestleMania, with the justification being that okay, we just pay a monthly fee on Peacock, yeah, paying ten dollars for that. Yeah, if you're, if you're paying like sixty-five, seventy bucks for a paper, and then Cody Rhodes, that same shit happens. There could be a lot of. I don't think that model will last that much longer if you're if you're doing crap crap like that on a regular basis. You know. Plus, you've trained your audience to 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 accept a certain price point. 
So I think, you know, you, mm-hmm. you could go the model where we've got, you know, maybe 10, 15 bucks a month. And then, you know, it's $10 extra for WrestleMania. I think that's something that the audience could go for. But if we're talking 50 bucks a pop, 12, 14 yeah. times a year, nah, it, it ain't going to happen. I, yeah, I, I will say I think there's a positive and this is like a thing with UFC is that because they still do that for the big fights there is this pressure to create those large stars and to be able to do those multiple cards uh, right. a couple times a year WWE like not so much I mean honestly part of why we are where we're at with Roman and why he is such as uh, an attraction is they let. They told you that no one else in this company matters except for this one guy. They had him beat everybody, <laughs> which made for really boring TV for a couple of years. But now we have a very interesting character. But we had very boring TV for many, many years. Um, UFC, it isn't necessarily the same thing. UFC wouldn't, you know, they're not going to be in the position where they're going to pull their punches because, well, we don't want this run to end quite <laughs> yet. Uh, they're going to give you the interesting, like, the twists and turns and all of that stuff. But WWE, unfortunately, isn't necessarily going to give you because it does feel like um, sometimes they play it safe because they let the, the pocketbooks lead the way. But, 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 but see, on, as, and, and on that point, like, to see, the thing with the UFC is, like, when, when it comes to sort of building up that next crop, it, it, it's, 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 it's very, I, I think on that standpoint, I, it's, it's not easy. I almost, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's easy, but, like, when you have people that are so charismatic and then and they like what whether that be in the like whatever division they are i, I think it's yeah. real easy to sort of uplift those people and, and and like sort of especially if they have that sort of charisma so they've of, learned from wrestling and done it they, better they, they've that, yeah. i, I, I could have said it no better right they've learned from wrestling and done it better but see i, th- I think with specifically what we're talking about with wwe i think that they get real comfortable in the sense of hey this person yeah. has been a star here so we need to keep riding with them and keep riding the wave until we can't ride it no more and then on, when you do that you sort of bypass and forget about the other people that you could make a star mm-hmm. but see the thing is about like simply just speaking about wwe i think that they always have this thing where they're afraid they're, they're afraid to sort of take one person to the next stratosphere because they, they there's that uncertainty and i've always yeah. been like it's that with, with my pro wrestling and how i like watching wrestling i've always thought of it like this if you want to find out if somebody's a top girl or to, uh, a top girl or a top guy or a top player in your company the only way you will find out is if you give them a chance mm-hmm. that's the only way you're gonna find yeah. out you're not gonna you're not gonna find out by speculating you're not gonna find out by guessing the only way you're gonna find out is if you're ready like i even look at it like um what njpw just did with sonata they just put this dude in lost to Okada like seven times though like <laughs> seven world title matches he the lowest yeah. and, and, and the topic has always been could Sonata finally could, could Sonata be the world champion could he like you know sort of carry that same prestige that a world champion would right. would have and the only mm-hmm. way you're going to find out is if you put the world title on him so guess what right. they did they put the world title on him and we're going to find out you know what I'm saying it's, it's, it's like it's that mm-hmm. simple but I, I think and, WWE sometimes like when you got like shareholders and you got these different contracts and television rights i think mm-hmm. that all that can sort of get jumbled in together and it, it sort of prevents you from figuring out who could be next on the rise underneath your top guy or top girl hey, yeah i mean I, it, mm-hmm. uh, no go, go ahead because I, I have uh, a question I, for you. yeah i was gonna say real quick i mean if you look at you know in ufc if they were the ones if they could if the money man can make all the shots um ronda rousey would still be the ufc women's champion you know, like if you could just sort of like if if the money people can sort of say, like, what makes the most sense business wise? That's not always the most interesting story, which is why in sports, um, 
narratives form and there is more of a like meritocracy of, uh, you know, sometimes there's upsets and it's, it's so this like earlier today, I, I, I went and I saw air, but you know, that's, you know, just to use as examples, like Michael Jordan comes into the NBA and completely blows the thing up. Uh, yeah. and the league becomes this massive, huge thing. However, if the money people kind of had their thing, they might be like, I don't know, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird still make us a lot of money. So, like, let's right. not yeah. uh-huh. let's not put all the yeah. chips on this young guy just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of that's the tough thing with 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 pro wrestling because it is this weird middle kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. it's right. it is scripted, but it is also sports, and it's it's t- it, it, that's why you have to as a promoter, you really have to have your finger on the pulse, and you really have to listen to your audience. Um, and that's you know to kind of full circle. Circle. That's why Cody, like you had to use, you had to capitalize on that mm-hmm. moment. You had to take the audience there. Um, instead, you're kind of taking the audience in like an unsatisfying direction that they didn't really want to go. Destination um, Philadelphia. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was going to ask Here's you, saying, yeah. um, because I've been, I've been wanting to ask you this for a while. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of the way WWE, because they have this motto now where they want to make sure the wrestlers never become bigger than the brand, right, mm-hmm. of WWE. I don't think that that's entirely that smart. I think that the, the way the company should work, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that you need people to become bigger than the com- company yeah. and then transition out and have somebody else that's ready to become bigger than the company so the you could keep that pipeline going because i think they like like they the way the model the model works right now is they want to keep everybody and just establish that look you are never going to be bigger than mm-hmm. wb mm-hmm. no matter what and that's just the way the story goes but i think right. like when you become the rock when you become and I, th- I don't think there's a way to prevent that anyway, you know, because it's like John Cena. I don't think John Cena's name was ever bigger than WWE's, but he still left and got the <laughs> hell out of there when it was time for him to do that, you know? Well, yeah, I think it's twofold. I think it's Vince wanting to limit the leverage that his talent has. Um, I also think that he has a um, – the way that he wants – that he's traditionally run the business, I think, is also – it's this, you know, we're on the road, you know, 24 seven, 365, you know, we're doing, we're doing shows every single week, um, which I think also hurts um, the specialness of your talent and also their ability to branch out from this, you know, very self-contained world that you have. Um, it's, but, but Vince also, like, he is so self-consumed that he sees his world and his universe as every, the only thing that exists. And I yep. think it, an interesting comparison to Vince, the only the probably the closest person in show business in terms of like the the, the status they have would be like Lauren Michaels. Lauren mm-hmm. Michaels doesn't think that he is the last place that cast <laughs> of SNL will work. Yeah. He, it, for him, a success is if I now make this person a movie star. Mm-hmm. If they then go out and they then right. get more powerful, and that helps my power and my influence and now i also have a big movie star they can come back and do this show mm-hmm. um that's in, in a dream world that's what he wants he wants everyone who's on that show to eventually become so massive they can leave and become you know much bigger stars outside of it he knows 
that no one it, it doesn't last forever. Like, yeah, you have a couple Keenans and things like that that last for a long time, but eventually, <laughs> ideally, you have Will Ferrell or you have Jimmy Fallon go off and do mm-hmm. much larger things. Um, Vince has never had a peaceful separation with any of his top guys. It mm. always ends in a fraught way. He gets like he gets like pissed that you like want to leave, even if it's just that like they know that their time's coming due and they need to figure out what the next thing is. But he always ends on negative terms. He like never just lets the yeah. guy like ride off into the sunset. It's always it's always negative. And I think that really shows part of like who he is. It isn't, you know, hey, John, we're gonna be phasing you out. And we would love for you to transition into movies. And here's what the mm-hmm, couple mm-hmm. year plan looks like. And here's what you'll come back. And we're going to make you the Babe Ruth. John Cena, his booking over the last couple of years feels like, well, we got him for a couple of days. Who's he going to yep. put over? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's not great. I mean, I naively, I still want the Hollywood John Cena run. I still want the mm-hmm. heel run. Yeah. I want him cutting promos from movie set. I want him with the belt on the red carpets. <laughs> I want him to do that. I think that that actually is one of the few hands that WWE still has to play. They could be like a massive head turning thing. Um, Again, fantasy booker hat. I want to see John Cena goes for the title. Maybe it's against Cody. Maybe it's against Roman. But the idea is I'm putting my career on the line. I either retire and Ric Flair retains his record of the most world titles or I beat him and I'm the greatest of all time. But if I can't right. be the greatest of all time, there's no reason for me to show up. I keep showing up and losing. So mm-hmm. career's over. Yeah. And the I guy, the guy, the guy cheats to win the match. <laughs> you yeah. know? And then he's like, uh, yeah. he's Hollywood John Cena. I'm the greatest of all time. And by the way, you can't see me because I'm not going to show up at TV. If you want to see me, buy a ticket to one of my movies. <laughs> yeah. That's what Watch we Peace want. Watch on Max. Exactly. That's what we want. And I actually think him, him doing that at like a SummerSlam or something, and then Cody beats that John Cena, I think actually at this point would be better than beating Roman. Um, mm. But that's just kind of where right. my, my head's at. No, yeah. I, I agree with you too. And I, I shouldn't be laughing so hard at what you said, but I never noticed that that there's never a peaceful uh, ride off into the sunset with these yep. top guys. Even that's going to lead us to our next topic. Like they were, they 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 buried the rock before WrestleMania in LA. Um, what was it, twenty one? I think it was. Um, so yeah, I think that's just the nature of that beast, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, again, speaking of fraught uh, partings, you know, because I know Brian's got Brian's got limited time. This man is a busy man, so we got to get one last uh, topic in for Brian before we say goodnight. It's like we're about to have a fraught parting. Don't put yes, yes, that on yes. like that segue at all. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick <laughs> you through the satellite window, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we got to bring up the Muffin Man. We got to bring up the Muffin Man, Andrew Thompson. Yes. Man, that, when Brian was talking about, look, I appreciate uh, John Cena for his years of work. I, I do not want to see this man hold the world titles. I'm, I'm all the way good on John Cena's sixth. John Cena, look, stay, stay where you at, brother. Stay where, you at. stay where you at. Especially after that last performance, bro. I am good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm Same. good. Hey, hey, I we're, want... We're, Hey, I quick. want the matches to be terrible. I want him to. I want the Hollywood Hulk Hogan run. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, 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 real quick. I, I just wanted to bring this up because I, 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 I mess with Chris a lot on the show, but I got to give him his credit on this one. He said that that match with Austin Theory was going to do absolutely nothing for this man, 
And lo and behold, here we are. Hell, Cena said it to his face. But but you you wanna know what, bro? Like that 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 promo that he did, that did way more damage than it did any good. Because he he bro, like there's a difference. There's a difference when you're playing into the overall storyline and you're sort of taking those jabs that blends the reality and the storyline aspect. But when you just like flat out speaking. What, what everybody think? Yeah, mm-hmm. that does nobody good. Like right. you're literally telling this dude that man, we, if you win this match, nobody cares. No, nope. and what? And we all now, nobody cares. I don't like you know what I'm saying. Like it, it, he he was like, oh well, okay, you come out and you beat me at WrestleMania. Then what do you do after that? And Austin yeah. Theory has no direction. This dude is caught up in the middle. He, like his thing is next. How the defense is at backlash, and he is in the middle of a program. Between two dudes who are feuding with each other, Austin Theory is not even the main focus. He's just in the middle of it. He's not the focus. He just so happens to have the title, and that's why he's on the card. He's an accidental participant, and I, 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 just, I just had to get Chris yeah. Cutting on that because I, I, I mess with him a lot. But like, yeah, he, no, he, but he, he was spot on on that. Was how many people actually thought John Cena was joking when he cut that promo? No, he was dead ass. He was dead ass. <laughs> was a heart attack. He was like, Bro, Cena, before me, nothing after me, and mm-hmm. that—that's what he meant. I, I can, I can look in a motherfucker's eyes and tell. <laughs> oh, but they serious. <laughs> yeah. But but the, the the thing the thing about that is though, it's like you 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 can kind of tell. Like I said, uh, weeks after, like he was serious just by. Uh, I'm back. You back, you back, Andrew? Oh, I'm back. I'm back. Oh yeah. Then Nate, Nate, Nate had muted me. I saw that Nate. I said the host muted. I saw that Nate. Nate, Nate you know, you know. <laughs> look, look, John, John Cena ain't putting over the young talent. Neither am I, nephew. <laughs> but, but like you, you could just tell that, um, that like he was being serious just by the fact that this dude showed up for that one week. And that was the bill. That was it. Mm-hmm. He did not come. He, he was gone after that. And then you didn't see him until WrestleMania. And like I'm, just, like right. I, I, when I look at Austin Theory now, but like he is like completely directionless as far as like they they they, they sort of slide him in these yeah. positions where it's just like okay, we need you to wrestle somebody, and then but you're but you're going to be the foil for somebody else's story. Like even with Ray, it was used yeah. to enhance the thing between him and Dominic. Yep. With 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 Bobby Lashley, it wasn't used to enhance the thing with him and Bronson Reed. He's becoming mm-hmm. that guy where you just, like, you slap him in to enhance somebody else, and it just so happens that he's the yeah. champion right now, so you gotta put him in something important. So that, that that's just what it feels like right now. But, like, I, I, well, I know Nate had, I, Oh, you go ahead, Brian. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, uh, people compare him, like, to Cena, and I don't... <laughs> C, Cena's not the comparison with, with, yeah. with, with Theory. It's Randy Orton. He's yeah. very much Randy Orton pre-evolution. Uh, he's very much, like... Mm. He's got some of the tools, but he has no personality. And who knows? Maybe when Randy comes back, let's put those two together. Maybe like there could be something interesting there. Um, my 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 hope. Uh, I really wanted. I would. I wanted Cena to win that match, bring back the open challenge, mm-hmm. and then lose to Montez Ford on Monday night. That yeah. would have been to me. Mm. That would have been the best mm. sort of like use of John Cena. Brand, man. Meanwhile, talk to him, Brad, man. Talk, <laughs> to him. talk to him, Brad, man. The thing they did that I loved was Cena pretty much said, listen, I'll come back and lose Dawson Theory, but are you sure that's such a good idea? And then he's like, oh, yeah, oh. It was like, just so you know, next time you call me to hey, do favors, hey, hey, it's, hey, it's hey, not going to work out. Hey, hey, Brian, Brian, real quick on your point. This is the crazy thing. I remember when Cena, do y'all remember that interview Cena did with the Associated Press when he was talking about Vince, uh, misconduct allegations and all that? It, yeah. in that? In that same interview, he got asked about the match um, 
with Austin Theory. Like he got asked about the potential of the match with Austin Theory. And Vince, I mean, and uh, and Cena was like, "Well, I didn't ask for that, but they called me and told like he like he was <laughs> he, he he was being dead ass serious. He was like, I didn't yeah. ask for that, I didn't want that. Like they called me and said, hey, you know, you're free. Can you come in and do this? And he was like, okay. And like you know what I'm saying? Like when, when you when you are in the media and the caliber of Cena and you're <laughs> yeah. saying stuff like that, that like this, yeah. like yeah. I didn't I didn't want to work with this dude. Like they just told me I was working. Like, like when the boss call you in on your day off, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. hey, you, you, want, you, want, you want to come in? You want to come in and work this six hour shift real quick, bro? Like yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like whatever. Like I'll also I'll throw out there. And this is I know we keep wanting to get to wanting to get, get to the thing. you know the the, the the big the big you know elf in the room. But um, my my theory ha- has been that. WWE kept this year's WrestleMania very lean in terms of costs because of this mm. sale. They wanted the leanest, mm. you know, they want to be able to say, look how large of a profit it was. I mean, I mm. I just kind of know from, you know, you know, sort of behind the scenes stuff, they did not fly a lot of their employees to LA. They kept it very small, the number of people they actually brought into town. Okay. Um, I think that's why we did not see The Rock and Stone Cold on this mm. show. I think they wanted to keep the price tag very lean. Listen, maybe we get The Rock next year, now that the sale has been done. Um, the dream match I wanted that I really hope they had been able to, to, to sign was uh, Cena and Austin. You know, I don't think it'd be the prettiest match in the ring, but the idea mm. is this is a match to determine the greatest of all time. And even when they were building up the Austin Theory match, I still thought, I thought Cena was going to come out and say, listen, I want to face Austin, but not you. Think- and he calls out Stone <laughs> Cold. Um and and if you remember, like Stone Cold was posting on Instagram every day. He was posting the the workouts and, and everything. And mm-hmm, it felt mm-hmm. like, and, the, and then the leak comes he, out where it's like, listen, they he, offered he, him he, money to face Roman Reigns, and it's like, I, I I it feels like so much was building to Austin and Rock both being on the show, and then neither of them are not even in cameo roles, but they're right. in L.A. where both guys live. Um, that to me just sort of screamed of like, you know, we're we're keeping things a little thin this year <laughs> our our cameos are pat mcafee and, and shane mcmahon's uh one hand oh, you know that was that was tough that was tough <laughs> hey hey bro real quick on, on the shane thing that got to be probably the most embarrassing moment for like a human being to have like you you come back big pop yeah and then dude you like you know what i'm saying like that's but that's an wild. embarrassing moment for an embarrassing man. Like that's that's the other thing. <laughs> Damn. Speaking of speaking, speaking of embarrassing, of embarrassing moment, we finally here. We finally here. Look, 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 I set that, you up. Yeah. Look at that man. That man, Brian Man, a professional. Look at him. I'm telling you. Look, look, look. So so I I, I want to start this off right with a quote from from Chris Ely from last week's. I mean mm. from last month's NWA podcast. And I quote: This is from Chris. Whenever we talk about Vince McMahon or CM Punk on this podcast. The viewer numbers go up. <laughs> the, these two are always in the news, CM Punk and Vince McMahon. But here we are. Controversy and, uh, creates cash. Controversy creates cash, and controversy brings the views to the NWA podcast. So keep doing stuff, please, fellas. Please keep doing stuff. So like, here, here we go, man. We got. Uh, we're gonna start off with say, uh, C- CM Punk's coming back to AEW. That's what. It's, that's what all signs are pointing to. Uh, April twenty first, uh, it was noted in the Wrestling Reserve newsletter that as a present day, as of that writing. Uh, CM Punk's uh, return to AEW is scheduled for June 17th at the United Center in his hometown of Chicago, Illinois. Now, the thing is, June 17th is not a Wednesday. 
it's not a Friday. June seventeenth is a Saturday, mm. and that, that 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 is the expectation of that that'll be the 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 debut of AEW's new Saturday show, which the the, the rumored name is Collision. It's not confirmed or anything, but that's the 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 all right. signs are pointing to you know that being the debut of AEW's new show, and CM Punk is going to be the one to. So sort of be the I'm assuming like the poster boy uh, of that show. Um, so so like with, like with, with that, I just wanted to ask like I'm gonna start off with you, Nate. I wanted to ask you like so with Punk coming back, you know him starting off this new show. Like you, you sort of I think you had said it before in this podcast that you, you never thought that Tony Khan was just gonna let Punk like just ride out his deal and like yeah. just gonna you know just let him go. He was gonna get some use out of this dude. It, it, it wasn't no way it was gonna turn out that he was just gonna let him you know just let him go. But like if 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 it is gonna be the route of Punk is gonna be the you know the sort of the the fiction on this show, and you know those who are fond of CM Punk or don't have an issue working with CM Punk are going to be on this show. Like, how, how, how do you sort of navigate that as a a whole in terms of a locker room? And then when, when it comes time for you know these pay per views, when everybody's going to be under the same roof, people are going to see each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're going to cross mm-hmm. paths, and that and that's going to be what it is. But but firstly, what do you think about the, the sort of the the anticipation of a, a second CM Punk return. Um, and, and, you know, what you think about him being the sort of face of this, this Saturday show and, you know, Punk being back in the mix overall. Andrew, like, like you alluded to, man, this is something that I always thought was probably the most likely outcome because it's like, dog, like this is business at the end of the day. You know, I understand you got interpersonal relationships at the job and don't everybody, you know, get on the same page at the same time. But at the end of the day, this is an investment Tony Khan made in bringing CM Punk to this company. And so it's like, yeah, dog, if I'm paying you and you you feel like coming on back, let's let's get it. Because Punk, for whatever you want to say about his, his personality issues or his choice of breakfast pastries, pastries Brian, mm-hmm. man, like this is a brother that moves the needle. And AEW needs people like that. And, you know, we saw, you know, talking about kind of launching a new show what he meant to Rampage when he first made his mm-hmm. debut in AEW. And so it wouldn't shock me if this was all to bring him back to launch Collision, which I'm kind of lukewarm on the name, but, you know, let's go with it, Tony. I, I feel like when you talk about, you know, kind of the bigger point of how do they all get along, you know, in this situation, mm-hmm. it comes down to, like, you you've got to be professionals. You know, we we've we've talked about the the backstage stuff with you know that had happened at the pay-per-view multiple yeah. times on this program. And again, I will continue to allude that if that man, Cody Devontae <laughs> Rhodes, was in the room, I don't think it would have went down that way, Brian, because I feel like Cody has a bit more gravitas and uh, maybe maturity uh yeah. than mm-hmm. some of those other cats that was involved in the situation. Uh but be that as it may, I feel like this is a good thing for AEW yeah. uh, it, when, you know, if Punk comes back or when Punk comes back, because they, as, they, a, they, as a viewer and as somebody that covers this, Brian, mm-hmm. I hate to say it because it's kind of like, you know, when you look at, you know, an athlete and, you know, maybe what they're going through with, you know, behind the scenes with their front office or something, it's like, dog, at the end of the day, we're all human beings and we all have issues at the workplace, but I'm here to watch you perform. Mm-hmm. I'm right. here to watch you do your thing, do what you do best. And so if I'm Tony Khan, Tony Khan, of course, I want Phil Brooks back on my television because that means more eyeballs are going to be watching this collision show, particularly mm-hmm. now when you're in a space, and you talked about it earlier, Brian, where the media landscape is constantly shifting <coughs> these companies' feet. Uh, so, yeah, it, it makes all the sense in the world to me. I think you get the deal done, you bring them, bring them back, and – 
figure everything else out later. Like, like, mm-hmm. let, let's just get it done. Let's bring them back. Let's get these eyeballs, get these ratings, and launch this collision show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Cody was holding this thing, you know, together in a lot of, mm. lot of different ways. Talk to um, him, Brian Mann. No, it I mean, say it yeah. louder. Man, you, you, Brian, you, you get you giving Nate more reasons to flex this shirt, man. <laughs> you giving Nate more reasons to flex this shirt, man. <laughs> like, but, Cody is, is so media savvy. Like, even when he was in AEW, he was on, like, 45 different shows outside of, uh, mm-hmm. of, of AEW. So I thought, like, I do agree with you on that. Sorry about that, for that interjection. No, no, it's all good. It's, I mean, I think C- Cody, um, he's even said in interviews that, you know, part of, you know, what he saw coming was that there was going to be this clash between <laughs> Punk and his people and and the elite, the people who formed the company. So Cody kind of saw that coming. Um, and I think that definitely played into his decision to go. I think um, Cody was also, I think, a lot more involved in the formatting and writing of the show than I think mm. was given uh, than was given credit. And I also think that, so there's this, uh, this great quote from uh, Scott Hall, which is, the art of pro wrestling is not coming up with a move. The art of pro wrestling is convincing someone to take the move. And Cody, I think, was much better at getting the boys to go along with the story. Um, and we clearly, I think the, the the issues that he saw coming up were, and we saw it with Hangman Page, was we got this guy, Hangman Page, who's the champion. And this is the culmination of a story that these guys have been telling for five years before mm-hmm. this company was even a, a, a thought. Um and now after the end of this five years, well, now we also have this guy coming in who is the biggest free agent and the biggest yeah. return. <laughs> and, okay, which way are we going to go? <laughs> you know, right. it's like we only have so much time to make money off CM Punk, but also we have this other guy. Are we going to put all of our eggs in the basket of making this brand new guy? Or are we going to put our eggs in the basket of we got to capitalize on this massive return? Mm-hmm. And there was a fight, and we clearly never really got a satisfying, uh, you know, the hangman page. You know, title reign was not great, and yeah. CM Punk never successfully defended the title once. Um, yeah. So it was a real tough back and forth. Um, I will say, this is the first I've heard of the name uh, Collision, not a good name. But uh, the big <laughs> thing, uh, man, <laughs> Warner must hate Ring of Honor. I don't know what Carrie Silver yeah, did at some point uh, for them to say, like, uh, no, you can, okay, you do that thing over there. We'd much rather, right. you know, you're already overextended brand. We want another show. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, I, if they're doing this, I, I, I hope they're getting rid of Rampage because mm. they already are over leveraged and overtaxed and. Yeah. The viewership, even if it is a Saturday night show in prime time, I don't think it's going to be great. You know what? The bromance might be, you know, uh, disintegrating <laughs> here because here's the thing, Brian. I understand, you know, it's like Rampage is the thunder of the AEW television lineup. But what's better than one thunder, Brian? Two. Two thunders, <laughs> man. This is true. This more. is true. Hey, hey, hey but, but, but look, on, 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 just on that, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see, like, okay, CM Punk comes back on that June 17 show. Like, it, it's going to do numbers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's CM Punk. Everybody wants to see Punk back. But the, I, I just want to say, like, real quick, 
the United Center for that six seventeen show that that's booked. Like that's that that's happening regardless. So like he, it's all, all but pretty much you know confirmed that dude's probably going to be there. And like I actually want to ask, uh, I actually want to ask you, Chris. Like when you look at it from like a um a, a booking standpoint, do you think it's best to go the route of like um doing what they did last time and just keeping it the worst kept secret and like basically all but say that CL Punk's coming back, or do you think it would be smart to announce this new show like mm-hmm. at maybe like at the Warner Media upfronts or something like that, and then say within that CM Punk's gonna be at this show as well, and you just package all that together to to further promote this show? Right. Um. I um. I think them doing it like the keeping it the worst kept secret is fine as well i am gonna be a little bit of a voice of dissent on uh brian's uh point not that i completely disagree with it but i i think that show is gonna do okay because i i i i'm speaking as a wrestling fan Wrestling fans ain't doing shit on Saturday night. Uh, <laughs> maybe they are. <laughs> but, but, Damn, just going to broad brush everybody here, Chris? I mean, we, I mean, we doing a podcast on Saturday night. So <laughs> yeah, point taking, point taking. <laughs> touche, my brother, touche. I mean, hey, hey. I'm just saying that. But I, I, here's the thing. Um, for, for the first time in a while, I have to firmly take a side on this CM Punk elite um, controversy, um, this this clashing between the two sides. And I got to say, I'm finding myself more on CM Punk's side than Uh-oh. I am the elite side. And I'll tell you why. Because if the, if the rumors are true where um they don't they refuse to work with cm punk and they don't they don't like cm punk because of the shit he said at that pay-per-view or whatever um then they don't need to be evps of that company mm-hmm. you, you, you mm-hmm. in this position because you the tony khan believed that you could be management um i've been management before um, there have been people who have worked under me that I wanted to get rid of, but the boss ahead of me has been like, no, this person has got to stay mm-hmm. and you have to figure out a way to work together. Yep. Um, the other alternative to that was, okay, well, you could just go back to being a lowly worker and that's the end of the story. Um, so I don't, I don't. I hope that this isn't true that they're saying, Oh, we don't want to work with this guy. So we got to go. We have to do two different brands because you're a fucking EVP. This is what management is, right? Mm. Um, They made a lot of management mistakes in the beginning because we talked about it ad nauseum on this show where yeah, you're like, I'm about to say even before Tony Khan like fully took over like the book and like he had like Cody and and, and yeah. Kenny and Matt right. and Dick and they was all yeah, added but, to the pot. And I wasn't against the EV um the the Bucks right, right, and right. Omega. And I was I was never against them being management, but I just gotta you gotta understand when you're management that comes with wearing big boy pants with great you know? power. There must also come great yeah. responsibility. Yeah, you know, and just and and um. What I learned when I was doing my uh, my um, PhD program in business psychology is they is that and this is what they drilled home to you is management is not judged by when things are doing are going well and going great. Mm-hmm. Management is judged by when shit hits the fan and mm. things are going horrible. 
and how you handle things going horrible. So the beef that they had, it seems like a big beef because it was a public embarrassment. It was a public admonishment of those guys. Um, CM Punk did a lot of things that were wrong and ill-advised. He was poor shaming, which I'm not, I'm never a fan of. Um, he, he said these guys couldn't run a target and all kinds of crap. I'm not a fan of that. Right. But in the grand scheme of things. It's a fucking fight, bro. They yeah, fought. They you, fought, bro. You know? Yeah, you should find a way to get over this. You know, yeah. and if neither side can can come to some kind of resolution, um, then um, I think that's um, pretty pathetic. You know, so I, I'm hoping that the the EVPs are not like trying to flex in that kind of way. I mean, they're in the contract year. Um, so, that, that's that's but, real, real quick. It, it is interesting because, like, I, I think it was um, um, FOW online that had reported this. I, I believe it was that there's a meeting. That's supposed to be happening involving uh, CM Punk, Tony Khan, Jericho, FTR for whatever reason. And of course, Jericho's like the, in the coach, mix. You do know Jericho in the mix. <laughs> the <laughs> locker room leader that he let, may be. Let, 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 let me tell. Let me tell you what Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is about to solidify himself as the greatest worker. This is what this dude is about to do. He is about like so. So first of all, I know y'all remember when uh, after the stuff happened when those reports came out that uh, Jericho told CM Punk to his face that he was a cancer and that he was going to yeah. make sure he never came back. Now, that, now, mind you, that was a report. Jericho never addressed this. I, I'm just curious as to where that came from. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I wonder who could have put that out to the public. You know, I ain't saying no names, Jericho. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Look, 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 <laughs> no, 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 but look, but this is what Jericho is going to do. He is going to be the one that I think, I think he'll get the first crack at CM Punk in a, in a long-term feud. Jericho is going to solidify himself as like the the, the peacemaker because like I, already, bro. I, I think that Jericho has put himself in a position. I think he actually said this in an interview where he like considers himself to be Tony Khan's right hand man or someone on or one of his right hand men, and he's doing that without the EVP position. Jericho is not an EVP, but he is like right there next to Tony Khan, and I'm I'm sure has a a, a significant amount of influence considering how Tony Khan looks at Jericho, and then that was his first big acquisition big mainstream star in the in the wrestling space to come into AEW. So I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like, this dude Jericho probably and I got his first of the like hit the, the next like the, the biggest chapter of his next book or the biggest episode of his next podcast lined up how I brought punt back to AEW or whatever shit <laughs> like that. Like I I, I thought he got all that on the lot. But, but like uh, on the uh, on the AEW collision though, I think that this this um if that is the name of the show, I think that it will do a great number for that June 17th show with Punk's Comeback. But I th- also, I'm concerned. I'm not concerned about it, but like I'm just I'm interested to see how that will play out. Like you know, a, a month from now, like what would that viewership look like a month from now? Like are people still going to be that invested? Like uh, is Punk going to be exclusive to this show? Like oh, he's mm-hmm, going to be mm-hmm. on Dynamite? Like I mean, if he's going to be exclusive to that Saturday show, then you know it, it, it might be. You know, it, it, I think it'll be a nice, consistent number because I think that CM Punk will draw that audience. But, like, if it's just going to be a thing of where this is just him for this one night and then he's going to be on all three slates of programming that week, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more so interested in that. But, yeah, I, I think that Jericho's probably going to be the first one to get the crack at, you know, sort of balancing things out or trying to smooth <laughs> things over along yeah. that line. And, and, and then on top of that, bro, like, when you're going into I, – I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think AEW has their re- negotiations, media negotiations next year or something like oh, that's coming up next year. You, you you would want somebody like a CM Punk, you know what I'm saying, like to take it to these 
these men, like we got this big guy and all these ratings. He helped us draw our first million dollar game. You know what I'm saying? You would want somebody like that right. to on, on your team. And then especially you got you trying to sell out Wembley Stadium in August. Like you you you're gonna need all the firepower you can get for for that show. Like I think AEW probably gonna do like a good fifty thousand. You know what I'm saying? And that's a success to me. I know a lot of people were slowly like you know dunking on it a little bit, but that, bro, if you for for a four or five year company to go into a yes. stadium show like that, bro, that that's that's a success. But you're gonna need all the firepower you can get. Mm-hmm. And a big piece of that firepower is mm. going to be CM Punk. Mm. Andrew Thompson. Mm-hmm. you the, the student has become the teacher because Andrew Thompson <laughs> hit us with the segue because, you know, AEW is going to need all that firepower. And, and tonight, here on the NWA podcast, we reached out, got some extra firepower from the satellite yeah. of hate. Shout Ladies out and gentlemen, a, a, this, a, 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 this a, brother. Hey, Nate, real quick. Brian, okay, that, okay. Idea, that, that, that idea Brian had about... Uh, Montez Ford beating Cena the night after WrestleMania, uh-huh. man, bro. Like, <laughs> but you, I'm just real quick, like, this what Brian Man does, Andrew Thompson. Bro, 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 you are literally making a star, and then on top of that, you don't got to spit the street, the street profits to do that. You don't have to do that. You know, what I'm saying? it's, it's mm-hmm. you, you, you're making somebody uplifting a, a, a young talent who you could see mm-hmm. being world mm-hmm. champion one day. You know what I'm saying, but hey, it's, let's, it's, keep, it's, let's keep the ball rolling. Walls in theory, huh? <laughs> it's time to it's it's time to pull the trigger on Montez Ford. It's time to just time, bro. Yep. I yep. think you got to do it. Um, I mean, I haven't actually seen him like really impress me in a full one-on-one match yet, necessarily. Mm-hmm. But you got to just got to put him in that spot. And I'm, I'm about to say, Brian, did, yeah. what did you, I, don't, I don't know if you remember, but what did you think about the, the, the you, I mean, it was a long time ago, mm-hmm. but the one he had against Roman on SmackDown. That was great. That was great. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, no, it was great. I mean, if it's me, it's, um, I think you, you do a worked injury on Angelo Dawkins, get him out for a period of time. Um, if it works, great. You know, let's let's then bring Dawkins back and try what we do. If not, okay, bring back Dawkins, put the tag team back together. Um, I also personally think that maybe it's time to think about turning Bianca, just because I think she's done everything she can do as a babyface. Not to say that she's like stale or anything like that. I just really I, love I the idea. too much money with her though as a babyface. They, 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 they mess with well, that money. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but I, just, Heels, I, think, I think, can't sell these DoorDash subscriptions, Brian. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. I, I, I think it's time to put Montez and her on TV together. I think mm-hmm. that kind of works better as a heel unit, but there's probably a way to make it work as, as a baby face. Um, I think it's time to give it a shot. I think the two of them would make it work better than Seth and Becky when they tried it. Um, yeah. But I think it's time to just, it's it's time to pull the trigger. Like Montez is a guy. He's he's almost in his mid thirties. Like this isn't a like you know he's a star of the future. No, he's, he's a young up and comer in today's <laughs> WWE, Brian. Exactly. It's like this dude is in his 30s. You need to go with it. You need to get him ready. He, he can't be Finn Balor, who they're finally actually getting behind when he's 42 years old, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. That that comment just brought back so many memories of Brian Mann and I. Like, I want to say, like, five or six years ago, just yeah. after shows, Brian Mann just giving me, like, his, his fantasy booking on how they should treat Finn Balor and yes. none of it coming to fruition. Well, they finally got there. And here, here's the thing that's so difficult with pro wrestling is people, a lot of times bookers want, they need to see it before they go with it. And it's important right. to remember, The Rock wasn't The Rock when he first won the title. If you go back and right. watch The Rock when he first had the title, he looks like, he's like The Miz. It took the Mick Foley uh, <laughs> to get there. I mean, even when, when you think back to when he became The Rock, 
he's not, he doesn't have the bravado yet. You have to put the person in the spot and then they kind of grow into it. No one really, like, you kind of have to go through the experience of doing it. It's even why, like, he, they kind of, was that? I said, Dominic. I Dominic. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and even Dominic at the very beginning of this heel run, people hated him, but it wasn't until, like, you know, Prison Dom was, mm. that took a while to get there, you know, and it's like, you kind of got to put people in that spot before they're ready and then they grow into it. No one's really ready for the spot when they're put into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like you're, you're not really there till you're till you're there. Like yep. Austin's really the only one, and Austin, like that's just, he was just so experienced by the time yeah. that he was there. Most people aren't aren't that. Most people need to be put in the spot, um, about, about and then they grow brand. into it. I better say, Brian, like to your point, like the last time I remember somebody coming in, bro, and like them, they just immediately were the guy was AJ. Mm-hmm. Like, a- bro, a- a- AJ yeah. came in in the Rumble, and then, like, what, seven months later, this dude was the yeah. world champion? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and he was... World title rings. But he was, like, 43, you know? <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, like yeah. I think Vince <laughs> still has in his idea, like, how it was in the 80s, when it's like, yeah, but you were, you were just picking the best wrestlers from all around. Like, you know, there's a different... Like, CM Punk had... Like, he already, like, right out of the gate, but also, like, he had had multiple world title reigns by the time you brought him up. Yeah. Uh, Steve Austin had kind of been around. If you're wanting the next Dwayne Johnson or the next John Cena, you got to put young people in a spot before they're fully ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's with Montez. Like, Montez, you got to do it. You got to do it. Um, I don't think Austin Theory is necessarily going to get to the next level as U.S. champion. Um, Montez. Let's go with Montez. You know, I think it's time to, to give that guy, uh, give him give him the shot. Give him the real shot. Look at Brian, man, not only breaking down the <laughs> ins and outs of this pro wrestling thing, I but also like I'm sure he is selling <laughs> Peacock subscriptions as we speak, because now talking about Dwayne The Rock Johnson, everybody's got to go see season four of Young Rock or season three of Young Rock. <laughs> um, I'm, 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 I'm speaking into the universe for season four. We need it. The people need it. Uh, Randall Park's accountant needs it. Uh, but uh, Brian, man. Uh, you, you are my Randall Park, buddy. We've been telling stories oh. to each other for many years. Uh, so before we let you get out of here, man, let the people know what you got going on, uh, where they can find you if you want to be found, uh, and, and, and anything else that uh, comes to your mind, my brother. Yeah, just, um, you know, if you're a wrestling fan, if you haven't watched it yet, go check out uh, Outside Interference, the, the YouTube channel. Give it a, give it a subscribe. Uh, uh, maybe, I'll, maybe one day I'll put something else out. Um, uh, and in the meantime, just watch, you know, first we feast, uh, let me continue to get, uh, you know, a paycheck, you know, every, every time you watch hot ones, a little bit goes to me. So, um, <laughs> please go, you know, yeah. stay, uh, <laughs> stay, uh, we actually, we got some great content, uh, coming out, uh, over the summer. I actually just spent, uh, you know, the reason why I was out in LA was for a show we were just shooting. And then I got to spend a week in Oklahoma, uh, for this really uh, awesome, you know, show we have coming out next month, all about burgers and whatnot. That's all I can okay. kind of say about it. But uh, yeah, subscribe to First Week Feast as well if you're not already uh, for hot ones. But then also other great stuff we have coming out uh, over the summer. Yeah, I, I love um, First Week Feast. Uh, me and Thank my uh, girlfriend watch hot ones all the time. We watch the burger show. Um, I'm, I'm missing Food Grails. I used to love that show with uh, oh, yeah. oh and all that. It's good, good, good stuff. So I, I highly recommend it to um, our listeners to uh, watch First We Feast. 
if you're a, if you're a burger show fan, yeah, next month you're gonna be very happy. I actually was just I saw George just last night. Uh, you know, oh. we got to go to Oklahoma. We got to go to Oklahoma for a week and go to the the birthplace of the fried onion burger. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it's very. It's yeah. I think I think they're gonna be happy with what we got coming yeah. out next month. I'm hungry yeah. now. I ain't never had that before. I don't know. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't it's, worth it. it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This has been worth it too, Brian, man. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed what you heard tonight, and maybe this is your first time hearing this brother, Brian, man, check out all of the projects he's mentioned, all of the great stuff that he's created. Uh, check out the archives here on post of keep it 2000, where Brian and I, uh, uh, tried, uh, and somewhat succeeded, uh, like glass half full on that, uh, to cover WCW, uh, Nitro in the year 2000, uh, with a, a wide range of guests on that program. Uh, check out Review America, which Brian and I have done from time to time here on post. So, uh, yeah, Brian Mann is, is, is a good part of the extended post family. Uh, so support the brother when you can because he's out here making good stuff. And I'm, I'm gonna do this, Brian. Maybe I'm overstepping my boundaries, but uh, when you, when you make part two. Of the Cody Rhodes documentary, and you want to focus on the section where Cody Rhodes ended racism inside an AW ring. Right, I need right, to be right. one of the people you interview for that, brother. I, I did find it weird that they didn't include that in the A and E biography of Dusty Rhodes. Uh, that's a big I, part of the story. That's how they should have ended it. Um, but uh, but listen, Nate, uh, I'm always I always have a great time, you know, chat with you. Um, from any of, you know, the numerous appearances I've done on, on your shows or the shows that we did, um, even before I came on, I, I remember that, that, that time period, man, probably like 2015 where like every Friday night was you and I staying up watching impact for some reason, you know, and then talking about it. And, you know, you plugged all the shows we've done. I will not be threatened by uh, somebody who will not be named on this show because I don't want legal trouble. (laughs) I'm yes, like, yes. I, I wish I could have did that Review America <laughs> show because I could have told y'all that it wasn't looking that dire for Donald Trump. Because I, <laughs> yeah, well, I was reading the tea leaves and uh, the people that I follow, like Alan Lickman and um, uh, uh, um, what's her name? Um, but all the people that I Candace follow in my political circles were, were telling me that. They didn't want to come out and say Trump was going to win, but they weren't. Mm-hmm. They 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 weren't confident in Hillary. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I mean, listen, we got that that call wrong, but you know, it all worked out in the end, right? It was a great, right. Yeah. Great time. It worked out Long term booking. It worked out as good as it could work out. So, and he's right. going to lose in twenty twenty four if he gets the nomination. I'm calling that right now. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he gets that far. Because, I mean, the thing, and, okay, we're going to give the people a little sample of Review America. Let's do it. Let's do it, Ryan. The thing to remember about Donald Trump is that the guy was never terribly popular. And he won the election by a very small margin in three states and then lost by, like, two two or three million votes nationwide. So, like, remind yourself of that. The guy, like was never hugely, you know, like, like massively popular. And then he lost pretty big in reelection. So um, I think if he makes it to the primary, he probably gets the nomination. Um, But yeah, you know, that is what it is. But I will say just to wrap, uh, to wrap it up, um, please go check out all the shows that Nate and I have done together. They, they really, 
uh, we're a blast, you know, making them. Um, however, don't don't try to find review and impact. Uh, I <laughs> I know there were probably some conversations you and I had uh, before we were fully aware that the internet was a permanent place, mm. uh, and I'm very happy for those uh, for those episodes to uh, to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some bootleg uh, bootleg episodes of Review and Impact in the same trunk that I've got my bootleg uh, Nefarious Means Cody Rhodes shirt. So, so if anybody wants those archives, holla at your boy. We gave the people honest conversation. Uh, yes. <laughs> maybe it was too honest. <laughs> it was ahead of its time, Brian. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was great stuff, man. Was- uh, yes, there's so many, so many shows that Brian Mann and I have done. We could talk. We could spend the rest yeah. of our night talking about this. But uh, Brian, unlike Chris's stereotype, is a wrestling, uh, a wrestling <laughs> enthusiast that actually has a life and has things to do on a Saturday night. And 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 so we're gonna let Brian go. But uh, there's you. always an open chair here on the NWA podcast for you, my friend. I appreciate it. And I just, I also want to say, uh, Chris and Andrew is great chatting with you, uh, you know, getting to actually, you know, cut it up here for the last, you know, two hours or so. Um, Andrew actually doing a show together and not just the intro to one. Brian, you uh, not, yeah. you not believe how many times Andrew <laughs> brings up that show because that was the Tessa Blanchard hard to kill show. And just, Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, hey, hey, why, why, why were you on that? Nate, did you see Tessa Blanchard's apology to the I Rosa saw Nate? it. I don't, I don't. You, 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 you know what that means, right? Them I don't funds know. Get low. Them funds yeah. get low. That's, that's, that's what it means now. <laughs> yeah. You got to make that apology. She got bills to pay. So she can get back exactly. in. Exactly. She, 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 she already spent up that uh, women of wrestling money. Uh-huh. That's what, <laughs> that's what it is. See what I'm saying? She, she, she thinks she's slick. She thinks she's slick. That, that, I'm telling you, that's all that is. Them funds <laughs> getting low, so she got to make the apology. You know, saying she she made sure to craft it real well. She didn't add in the, the usual "I'm sorry if you were offended." Right, you know, right, so right. She, she she crafted a very uh very social media worthy apology. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There you go. She'll be she'll be back in somebody's company sometime soon. I'm pretty sure. Yes, yes. Uh, but Brian, Jeez. man, uh, we've enjoyed your company. Uh, we're gonna let you go. We've held you here. We we've uh, we've done the reverse, Tony Schiavone. Tony's always saying we're out of time. Brian has given us more time tonight than initially was uh, discussed, so we appreciate it, man. You have a good night, yeah, my thanks, friend. Brian. And we will Thank catch you. up quite, with you down the road, brother. Quite the overrun, but I appreciate you having yeah. me. And anytime you need me again in the future, uh, take care. It's been a pleasure, Brian, man. Live Bye. from the satellite of hate, showing up here out, on uh, the NWA podcast. So uh, we got one more story to touch upon, Andrew, because I know Chris wanted to talk about this, so I'm going to let you let the people know what we're going to talk about before we get out of here. Let's do it. Let's do it. We, we already we, we we already ran over time. They, we 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 got we got to send John away an extra little something something for the uh, for the overrun like I, like they like they want a media or something like that. Got 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 pay extra for the overrun, man. But uh, but here we go. I know Chris wanted to talk about this. Uh, re- recently, most recently, as of this week uh, that we're talking now, Ted DiBiase Jr., former WWE talent, has been charged with taking money from a fund for needy families in Mississippi. Mm. This is the exact same situation that involves his brother, Brett, and his father, Ted. Uh, Brett recently pled guilty. I think in March, Brett pled guilty to one count of conspiracy to defraud the government. Um, as far as uh, Big Ted, his father, that, that man out there making the meeting three rounds, like ain't nothing happening. You know what I'm mm. saying? He, he like, it's whatever out here. He doing this thing. Mm-hmm. But, but, um, but for those that don't know, uh, 
that all of them were accused and and now Brett has been charged of receiving millions of dollars in welfare funds. Uh the the, the money that, that money that um that Ted DiBiase Jr. received uh was for food programs um and involved in this whole scandal is Paul Davis, who's the executive director of the Mississippi Department of Human Services. Uh DiBiase Jr. was awarded a sham contract for delivery of social services. Uh that money was given to DiBiase's companies for services that he did not provide. Um, mm. And he, he is now being charged with one kind of conspiracy to commit wire fraud, six counts of wire fraud, uh, two counts of theft concerning programs, receiving federal funds and four counts of money laundering. Dr. Chris. Mm. Get him, Chris. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Um, I'm a big proponent of because I one of the things I do is I work with uh, people that are prisoners and stuff like that. I think that. Um, redemption is a big, big part of what makes uh, our society run the way uh, at its best is when someone's able to redeem themselves and stuff. So I, I do think that Ted DiBiase deserves the benefit of having his case heard. Um, but yeah, this just doesn't look, be- look good at all. Um, mm-hmm. And the problem with this happening in Mississippi, of all places, is a lot of these people, and Brett Favre was a part of it also. Yep, yep. um, uh, Ted DiBiase Sr. Um, Is the, the, the biggest, biggest issue that I have with this is these are poor black people that are fill in the grunt of this and uh this is and the reason why the the voting uh people in mississippi don't vote as much as they could um especially black people is because of stuff like this you know they they don't believe in uh the system out there speak on it and um and the fact that ted dibiase again if, if he is guilty of this then he deserves to be in jail Along with his, and and I, and I and I was watching a clip of him on the news the other day. Um, and he was leaving the courthouse, and um, one of the um reporters was standing outside of the courthouse, and then he said something like, "Um, Jesus loves you" or something to the that, guy. That, 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 that's the go-to right there, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the go-to <laughs> right there. Yeah, that kind of crap right there. Yeah, I got and, something for that, Chris. And I've heard people like, you know, uh, Sid Justice and Hockey Talk Man talk about how full of crap they think uh, DiBiase Sr. is when it comes to the God stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember listening to Sid on um, Hannibal, um, and he was um, saying that that this dude gets a grip of money. Like, he'll go to the church. But you got to, like, just play, pay them, like, thousands of dollars to do that mm-hmm. stuff, you know. So, um, and, and again, if any of them are... He got a podcast on next month, too. Yeah, hmm. of course. <laughs> like, hmm. I mean, this is disgusting. And I'm not a religious person at all. Um, Nate, I'm, I'm counting on Nate to... Um, put in a good word for me with uh, St. Peter and Jesus and all that. Because I don't, I don't fuck with church on any level anymore. 
Um, but but at the same time, I do know uh, I grew up in the church. My grandfather was a missionary. Um, mm-hmm. My family um, are still holy rollers and stuff. And I, there's a lot of good people um, that um, are part of good churches and they don't deserve to be ripped off. And, and people um, and yeah. poor people don't deserve to be ripped off either. You know? <clears throat> yeah, let me. Let me get that hot tag, Chris. Let me get that hot tag, brother. This, again, innocent until proven guilty. We we know that. We we respect that. But if they did this, man, this is low. You know, I I, I said the same thing about the Brett Favre situation. You know, when when that happened, when the news of that came out. Not only are you out here involved in shady activities, but you're involved in shady activities that hurt the the less the least fortunate of your community right this is not you know this is not stealing money from a corporation chris you know this is not yeah. stealing money from a bank andrew this is stealing mm-hmm. money that is going for food for people of low income right for people that need this you know to to sustain themselves and it's especially despicable when it comes from a family and a man, particularly thinking about, you know, uh, DBIC senior that spout, you know, that they are Christians and that they believe in the gospel and they follow the teachings of Jesus. Those people used to be the biggest bullshitters. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the thing, you know, we, we've seen it, especially, you know, getting back to politics, we've seen it especially over the last four or five years where you've got people that claim to be Christians acting anything but Christ-like. Uh, and so it's like, if you truly are about that God lifestyle, Ted DiBiase, Jesus, one of Jesus' biggest things is feed the le- feed the least of us, clothe the least of us, help the least of us. And you are not only using the Lord's name in vain to line your pockets, but you are taking food and resources that, that need to go to these folks. And primarily, as Chris alluded to, man, a lot of them look like us, Andrew. Like, like, uh, and, my- and, and, and so let me, let me finish real quick, nephew. Uh, and I feel like that's like I didn't even know this was happening until Chris sent the story in the in the group chat, and it's like, yeah, we have to talk about this because not only is it despicable on a uh, on a level of somebody claiming to be uh, Christ like or claiming to you know follow that faith, but just on a human level, Andrew, like how do you take food out of the mouth of a, of a hungry kid, man? The only yeah. way you can do that is if you don't see them as human. You know what I mean? And you only see the paper. You only see the money because everybody's got a price. And so, yeah, this this to me is very low. And like again, as Chris said, innocent until proven guilty. But if they are guilty of this, I hope they they I hope they see jail for a long time, brother. Like and, and even um like I, I think you just chalk it up to they thought they was gonna get away with it. I think <laughs> it's just that simple. They thought they was gonna get away with it. And um like like when you. Like with, with, with DiBiase, it was also noted in that story that he um that he was using DiBiase Junior was losing that money to buy like uh, allegedly using that money to buy like that cars, yeah. the food, and like put a down payment on a house and stuff all that, that stuff. you don't need. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. And like honestly, I just thought that they just thought that they was gonna keep riding this wave and they was gonna get over it. It, it didn't when you have somebody involved in this who's the executive director or the head of the 
of the department of, of all of this. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you, you probably really think you're going to get away with it. So when I'm looking at, and I'm, bro, even what you were saying, Nate and Chris, about, you know, taking away from people in these low-income areas, especially when it comes to food resources, a, a lot of things, a, a lot, a, a, yeah. like a, a lot of these low-income areas, bro, they are like food deserts. Like there are yeah. a lot, there are a lot of like, and that that's not even just a, that, that's a, like a United yeah, no, States of America like, thing. Like it, they right. a lot of, there's a lot of low income areas that right. have like food. Like there, there are like very, and, and when I say food for like people that don't know, know what I'm saying, like when I say food deserts, like there, there, like there isn't like a lot of um places where you no, can get like no fresh produce food. and and mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you, so yeah, you know, yeah, you go ahead, Chris. And you're and you drive on Crenshaw Boulevard in Los Angeles. Mm. Um, once you hit like South Central, there's like a Popeyes on every single you corner. Know, there's like a stores. on every single corner. Yep. There's a McDonald's, Seven Eleven, McDonald's, yep, Seven Eleven, KFC, all that shit that's not Fast processed. Yeah, yeah, things to be eaten at that time. And like uh, Chad, just I saw I saw your uh, your. Uh, uh, message, uh, and, um, and yeah, this is a thing that is very, very common amongst wrestlers. You know, they live the most dirt, dirtiest, hardcore, um, disgusting lives possible, and then when that well runs dry, they um, find religion mm-hmm. and, and do this kind of crap. And I and I and I really do not like it. You know. Um, like, um, and I've heard from more than one person, I only mentioned Sid's name because Sid is the one that stated it publicly. So you could look that up, but, um, there are, um, other people who've talked about the way the DiBiase's move in particular, Papa DiBiase, mm-hmm. um, trillionaire Ted, <laughs> um, hmm. and just the just the way they 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 milk this church thing, the Star of David ministry, or what's it? Not Star of David, Heart of David. Yeah, uh, ministries that uh, Ted DiBiase has, and um, from what I hear, um, I'm not gonna accuse the man of anything, but from people that I trust, they say that this guy is a swindler, and he's taking he's he's he takes money from people, um, and um, you know. Brett that you ain't gonna be talking about this shit on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because this is, again, this is this is the the next level of the grift, and I, you know, yes. in, in the grift. Yeah, in, in a lot of ways, I feel bad for Ted DiBiase Jr. because he never really got the fairest of shakes when he was in WWE. They saddled him with a bunch of stupid stuff, but I should have expected something out of that dude when he quit WWE to become a youth pastor or youth minister or something like that, that just never sat yeah. well to me. It was like, okay. And I'm not saying it's always all about the money, but... But in this case... It's a cash yes, grab, bro. bro. I find out, like, people are were like, oh, it's good that he's quitting wrestling to become a youth pastor. Hmm. And I, I always side-eyed that shit. I was like, uh, yeah, he's quitting wrestler to become a youth pastor. I, I seriously wonder what what the right. 
what else is going on? Man? Like, like you, Chris, I grew up in the church. I know how much youth pastors get paid, man. And it ain't WWE money. Yeah, so the exactly. only reason he's going to leave that job to go to that job, Andrew, is if the money is equal or better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but, but man, when, we, when you, when, when you look at this, this situation overall, like, of course, you know, we mentioned that Brad Yossi has already played guilty. So like it, so like, I, 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 I don't think Ted has been charged yet. I don't, I don't think so, but I I, I know uh yeah, of course his son Teddy Gossie Jr. has been charged. It, it's going to be very interesting to see if he is convicted, like you know, in 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 this case because like you got all the stuff that he's being charged with, and then on top of that, like using that money for his own personal gain. I mean, all of them were, but like just to hear like you know the see it like in the formal writing that type of setting, like to see right. exactly the things they yeah. used, using that money for, and to know that the people involved are the people that. You know, like like how these the, these communities rely on to provide these services. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it's like that. You you, you got to be like a different type of Grammy to, yeah. to, to move to move like that. And like I, I always say this, bro. Whatever's like done in the dark eventually gonna come to the light at some point. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's 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 always gonna come to the forefront. So they whatever happens regarding this case, they they gonna get what's coming to them. What so. good is it if a man gains the whole world yet he loses yeah. his soul? Yeah. And we will be paying attention to this uh, story. We, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought it to our attention, Chris. Oh yeah, no, yeah, because I, I saw this and I was like, my God, man, this is this this is this is the typical wrestling bullshit that may, that turns me off of um, mm. professional wrestling in a lot of ways, you know, um, and and everybody. Um, not everybody, but a lot of wrestlers try this at one point or another. You know, they they do this. Um, and some people, I think, are authentic about it. Like, I do think that Sting... Um, yeah, that's the first guy that came to my mind, Chris. Yeah, I, think, I, I don't think he's the, the, the piece of crap that I think some of these other ones that I question are. Um, like, um, maybe Shawn Michaels is... is is real in his fake walk, faith walk. I said fake walk. That wasn't done on purpose, HBK. Forty and slip, my brother. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You already blocked me on uh, Twitter. <laughs> I don't need to follow. He's you talking that dirty about NXT. He had to get right, you out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you probably saw that because I've, I've never, I've never even thought about Shawn Michaels outside of. <laughs> This thing. so I don't know what what he's doing blocking me. I've never tweeted at that. Dude. I've never. Chris got beef on these streets. Yeah, yeah. So, but... so you talking down on Von Wagner? He was like, I don't know, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of these wrestlers that do that. Um, like I like one of my friends told me that um, Nikita Koloff was full of shit. Um, mm. I don't. I I can't verify or deny that, but this is what I've been told. I heard from. I heard about all, all these cats, you know, and I heard they all get get on this fucking religious grift, and um, you know whatever. Like, what, what did um, T uh, Anthony said? He, he said he sent in a five dollar donation. Shout out to the money. Shout out to uh, T Anthony for the money. I appreciate the do the oh, yeah. you know you know appreciate yes, that. Un- he, unlike the DBICs, we we getting this money legally. He, 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 he said. He said. He said. I guess I shouldn't be surprised by a guy who was a million dollar man, sad and despicable. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think a lot of times, and that was the thing too. Is like all these guys because if like I mean, they talked about all the cheating they did and stuff like that, and 
um, all the the crap that they did on the road. Um, hey, hey, oh, hey, hey, Nate, Chris, do y'all remember? I, I think this was back in. I, I think this was last year when I, I went to the convention out of North Carolina, and I told you I tried to interview Ted DiBiase, but I had forgot about that. He was in this like he was still like th- this scandal situation was still yeah. going on. And I remember I told you I tried to I, I went over I went over there trying to go interview him. And the dude, I think it was his agent or his manager, he was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, what the fuck are you yeah. acting like that for, bro? I was like, what, you, yeah. you got something against me or something like that? And then when I, when I went back to my hotel room, <laughs> I, had, I had looked his name up. And then I was like, oh. Right, yeah. right. Oh, no, I, 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 you know, yeah. And is one of those people, too. Like, when he found out that uh, Virgil um, was, like, using his name to kind of you know, get money from autograph signings or whatever. And he just had nothing good to say about Virgil hey. um, doing that. Um, and this, hey, this dude is following your lead, my man. Right. Hey, hey, Chris, did you see, so I had, I had ran an article on post, like in late 20, this had to be fall 2022. Tim Diossi, I did it. Uh, I think it was like a meet and greet or something like that. When he said he was going <laughs> to try to start reaching out to Virgil more or something like that. And then Virgil had commented on, on Post's uh, Twitter account. He was like, don't, don't be trying to use my name to, to get back in some good graces because everybody found out what you really were. And I was like, mm. oh, I don't know. Yeah, he put it on his Instagram and everything. Like he, 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 he essentially was saying, like, you know, people finding out, I guess, who Ted really is or something mm-hmm. like that. And he was like, don't be yeah. trying to use my name to get some goodwill points. Or whatever like that, like you're talking about you gonna reach out to me. He was like, I ain't heard from you not once. So don't try to <laughs> right. don't, 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 don't try to don't try to act like you you know what I'm saying. No, he he, right. he called he called him on his stuff. So you know, yeah, man, well, but... good for Virgil. I I I historically speaking, um, I've met Virgil a couple times. He probably doesn't remember me. Y'all shared unlimited you. soup and breadsticks at the Olive Garden. Yeah, Virgil. yeah. <laughs> Vir- well, both times I met the dude, he wasn't the nicest guy uh, mm-hmm. to, say, to say the very least but he doesn't yeah. deserve to you know you know the 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 stuff that's been happening to him and whatnot and um you know ted dibiase going on talk shows and mm-hmm. just bashing this yeah, he'd he be, he be going in on virgin bro yeah he'd be going like, in yeah it, it, it'd be one thing if you weren't doing the exact same shit you know what i'm saying <laughs> That part. At least with Virgil. That part. He's he's, um he's just using your name to tell people he's I I bought an autograph from that dude. He was charging twenty bucks for him. Whatever. (laughs) Twenty bucks. I don't give a fuck. Um but yeah, with um Yeah, I don't think I think Virgil with Virgil did using Ted DiBiase's name to get autographs and people to 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 give him money. I think that's more of a victimless crime than the shit. Right, that people they, are willingly paying for this autograph. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're the one paying twenty bucks for a, a fucking a fucking Virgil autograph. Yeah, Virgil is not taking food out of the mouths of hungry kids. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And 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 I gotta. And I have to say this about Virgil, just as a little bit of a sidebar. I do not know how this guy is allegedly not the richest guy on the planet. I've seen this dude on the subway in New York, 
in Philly <laughs> and in Los Angeles. Just like, worldwide. Like, and, and nobody believed me about the LA one until <laughs> a recent picture. Of, I was like, I swear I saw this dude Virgil at the L, at the um Hollywood and Highland station out here selling having um, these these eight by tens of and pictures of himself and shit. <laughs> like dude are you you are that are you spending all your money on airfare on travel this dude is all over the place hey now. bro Shout worldwide out, shout out virgil man the man dolly born hustle right there there you yeah. go Hey Nate. Yeah, I was gonna say Andrew uh, real quick before we wrap up. Any any last thoughts, brother? I'm about to say now, nah, man. I'm about to say let, let's go in there because I know that Tank Davis Ryan gonna see your fight about to about to pop off. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, we we, we gotta wrap up so we can go uh we can go from giving Ted DiBiase money to giving Dana White money, because that's the world we live in, folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but before we get out of here, we want to thank everybody. That has uh, tuned in tonight live, checking us out on the Post Wrestling YouTube. We want to thank everybody listening in the future uh, to the uh, audio version of the podcast. And we, of course, want to thank Brian Mann for uh, beaming down from the satellite to show some love and share some thoughts on on all things WrestleMania and uh, the uh, WWE sale and also CM Punk, the Muffin Man. So shout out to that good brother, Brian Mann. (laughs) Uh, But Andrew, speaking of good brothers, let the people know where they can find you, nephew, what, what you got coming up here on post, and any other thing that uh, that you want to let the people know before we sign off tonight. Yeah, man, they can follow me on Twitter, uh, A.D. Thompson underscore underscore. Exact same thing on uh, on Instagram. Check out the YouTube channel, Andy Thompson Interviews, uploading clips up there. Um, and you can check out my written work over at uh, over on the Post Wrestling site, man. Uh, we're doing some great work, great written work, great podcasts, much like this one that we do, the NWA yeah. podcast. Check out monthly. And we yeah, will be back in May. The chat too for the best show on the, on post. You know, appreciate you know. It, appreciate. I'll accept hey. that compliment. <laughs> hey, hey, man, look, look, that's that. Like, post got a lot of great shows though. So that's that's like saying like, yeah, like we, post is an all star team, Andrew. That's like saying we the we the KD or the Steph Curry or the LeBron or the post all star team. That, that's that's mm. high praise. Mm. Talk yeah. to him. Yeah. Speaking speaking of our own MVP. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he he got them jerseys up in the background. I think I saw Kobe. I think I might have seen Sadell yeah. Threat, like a random Sadell Threat jersey. He got the got the Kofi on and everything. Look at him. Got the Kofi uh, on. Professor Chris did not play this week. Inspired by Cody. Yeah. But Chris, <laughs> let the people know. You know, I, I think I think you're right, Andrew. Uh, Chris was inspired by Kofi. Oh, he yeah. tapped into his roots. Uh, Chris, let the people know. Well, they can find you, brother. Anything you got going on? I know you're doing some good work with our brother Brandon Thurston, uh, light skinned cousin Brandon over at WrestleNomics. So uh, let, let the people know where they can find you and uh, anything else you got coming up, Doc. Yeah, you can't. After WrestleMania this past year, can't nobody accuse Kobe Cody of uh, not knowing what the what the struggle is like, man. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to. Shout out to Cody Rhodes. You will overcome, my dude. Whether it's AEW or back in AEW. Hey, Chris, real quick, I, I wanted to ask you this. Actually, why you why you on it? Do, do you, you think Cody know about the jokes? Oh, he knows. He, he gotta know. He, know. he gotta he know. know. He gotta know. The 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 ultimate goal is to get 
him on the show or Brandy on the show or both on the show at the same time. I don't care. Um, Cody is doing our show. Um, I'm 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 putting this out in the atmosphere. That's right, manifested. Manifest it, Chris. Going to be on uh, NWA before the end of next year. I, I manifest it, Chris. Manifest it, Chris. Yes, and I will call him Devonte live to his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, I mean, he knows about this shit by now. He it's, knows. It's, it's become too. It's taken on a life of its own. It, like, it, 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 especially when that picture came out of him and Bianca. He, he know. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. <laughs> he know. Yeah, yeah. Yo, he, the, the fact that you had so many, like, not just us, you know, not just people that watch this stuff and cover this stuff, you had so many black wrestlers yeah. that were hyped for Cody going into WrestleMania. Cody knows. Yeah, yeah he knows, yeah, bro. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. <laughs> Cody Luther King on these streets. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, that, so and, I, and I, um, I don't know if I'm going to WrestleMania next year, but I will. It depends on if Roman Reigns is still the champ. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not wasting my time. He gonna be, but but I will go to the events surrounding WrestleMania next year in Philly. Um, if if that's the case, and um, speaking of somebody yeah. that has no time for Roman Reigns, Chris, look who just popped into the chat. Jermaine Jones, the hater from Shot Town, is in the building. <laughs> oh, you would you would have liked this show today, Jermaine, if you uh, caught us a the, little bit. The Boy, second got... greatest hater from Chicago mm-hmm. after the Muffin Man. Well, I, I know on April second, Midnight Jermaine was doing backflips on his bed when he when he heard that three count. Yeah, I know he's we, we, crazy. We, we, we gotta get Jermaine on the show one day because I think his let, 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 let's let's get let, let's get Jermaine on when Roman Reigns lose. Let's get him. Yes, the, yes. Whenever yeah. Roman Reigns finally drops Ro- the belt, Jermaine will be on the NWA yeah, podcast. Jermaine, yeah, Jermaine on the podcast. Yeah, his 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 haterade. His hateration for Roman has kind of this man know, been hating for like three, four years straight, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No days off. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, shoot. But I, I think he deserves a chance to orate why he hates um, <laughs> Roman Reigns so much. He does. He deserves at least that chance because I don't equal think time when you're typing. I don't think the the hatred. Um, it's not as understandable when you're talking about it, right? So Roman probably put hands on Jermaine when they was in school when they was kids. <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably, probably beat, the, beat the shit out of Jermaine. Jermaine didn't let that go. I'm playing. I'm playing Jermaine. Jermaine hit us with the super chat. Hey, I, I think I take back what I said. I'm sorry. Jermaine. We see you, brother. Appreciate you, bro. Hey, appreciate you, man. Shout out Jermaine. I was I was, I was about to clown him about the Mandy Rose thing. I ain't gonna do that though. Jermaine, shout out to Hey, 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 yo, I ain't gonna mess with him no more. He, he Don't got, do it to the brother. To, we appreciate you, Jermaine. Shout out to Jermaine, man. It's good people. It's right there. Good people. Yeah, go, yeah. Go, go, go ahead, a good dude, man. Finish your outro, Chris. We, we got all sad. Yeah, what, what, what else you got going on, Chris? Oh, well, again. Oh, 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 hold on, Chris. Hold on, Chris. Before before I let you finish your plugs, I, I, I would be a bad host if I didn't bring this up. You know, we talked a lot about what happened with Cody at Mania. Uh, but also shout out to some of the other cultural moments in Mania, Bianca, hey, uh, with, with the Queens uh, out there. Like that was a beautiful moment. I was emotional when when you know they got out there and they was dancing with Bianca. That was beautiful. But but maybe the most important moment for Chris, we saw Brock, Omos, Almost Sapien stand up. Chris, any any words yeah. for that good brother Omos as we leave tonight? 
Yeah, I was really hoping that I would see him at Wale Mania, and I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't get access to any of the wrestlers because I I didn't get to the building on time. But yeah, man, um, it would have been great to see him. He lucky um, he didn't show up for his own safety. Mm. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> the next day uh, with uh, Andreas, his event with the Black Wrestling Media. That was a very, very awesome event. And um, I, Big Big Swole enlightened me on a lot of things um, mm. at that um Shout event. out to the good sister, Big Swole. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and um, it's just, I, and I do have to, I do owe the Post community an apology because I was just so out of it the next morning. Because the thing is, we didn't get home from Wale Mania until about 1 a.m., and then the next morning, Andreas's event was like at, I want to say it started at like 9.30 or 10, something like that. And I thought I was going to get some interviews. I talked to the Renegade Twins. I talked to um, to um, Big Swole. I talked to everybody. And they were like, oh, yeah, I'll g-. all of them were super sweet. They're like, yeah, I'll give you an interview when mm-hmm. we, you know. And my, my, my black ass was just... <laughs> Once we I, hit them I, mimosas, I, it was a wrap. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they were giving out free champagne. I had, like, a glass of champagne. Um, like, Boy, a glass. Boy, faded. Chris was gone. But last week, I found out. Chris out there talking to the Renegade Twins. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ever think about a third twin? <laughs> but yeah, I was. Yeah, that, let me stop that's with Chris, bro. So, we'll do, so hopefully next year in Philly, we could we'll we'll get it together and stuff. Yeah. Um, man, man, let's invite Big Swole on the podcast next month. Yeah, that's a good that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, we do need to. Um, yeah, I'm, Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do that since you've already established a relationship with the good sister. But yeah, Big Swole will be fascinating to talk to. Yeah, yeah, I need to ask Andreas if but she. Can... <laughs> shit, shit, I, I reached out to Big Swole. Shit, I sent her email. And, and, and the thing, I, but I, I seen her on podcast too. But she good with like um talking about like. Yeah. I mean, I, I, a lot of wrestlers they don't like talking about like current. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they know these people and it's like. But she she be you know what I'm saying she down to. Yeah, talk, yeah, yeah. Talk, uh, rap, yeah, talk yeah. about the reports and all that stuff. She mm-hmm. she cool. Yeah, and she went off on like Tony Khan at that event too. You know. Um, she she made a lot of things make more sense to me. Right. Um, I'm still, I still don't think it was the smartest thing for Leo Rush to, you know, call dude out publicly. But the way Big Swell told the story is he, I think he, they said he kind of knew what was coming. Um, once he did something like that, so, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean. You know, it is what it is. As long as you knew, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, you got to you got to respect the principle. I'm about to right. say, but and then Leo Rush's contract was up that February, so it was like what a month away. So I mean, like, I mean, if you want to do some shit like that, then I'd like, you know, you know, you know, yeah, you're on your way out anyway. So it's like, you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> just go out with the bang, shit. Hell yeah! Speaking of going out with a bang, brother Nate, Uh-oh. finish us off. Let me let me come through. Bang. Okay. Okay. First of all. Uh, shout out to the good people over at Nefarious Means. I'm going to do my own camera work here. Bang. For everybody. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey Nate, make them say what? Make them say, uh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. 
<laughs> yeah. Shout out to that good brother Cody Devontae Rose. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you want to hear more from me, uh, you already know. First of all, post wrestling NWA podcast every month. We we gonna do what we do. Uh, also, and I'm gonna keep teasing this till it happens, uh, Andrew. Because as long as I keep teasing it, you know, eventually it's gonna pay off. It's kind of like Andrew. If I owe you money, as long as I owe you, you'll never be broke, brother. Man, uh, man, and I'm about to say, Nate, it's like building to the CM Punk's return. You know, you ain't you, you ain't gonna know it till you know. You ain't gonna know it till it happens, right? It's the, it's the worst kept secret. But the Rocky Mind via Picture Show is here on Post Wrestling. Check out the archives. Brian Mann has been a guest. Andrew's been a guest. Chris has been a multiple time guest on the Rocky Mind via Picture Show. So check out the archives and stay tuned because you never know when that Black Adam episode might drop. It might drop next mm-hmm. week. It might drop fifty two weeks from now. You never mm-hmm. know. Uh, but keep keep your eyes and ears out for that. Um, also, I am uh, on the Kings of Sport. You know, that's the home base, Kings of Sport. This is our 10th year of doing the Kings of Sport podcast. Uh, you know, you know, appreciate it, appreciate it. Andrew and Chris, both big parts of the Kings of Sport over the years. Uh, we we kind of in the midst of a, of, of a remodel, if you will. We like going through phases right now. Marcus Vandenberg, big part of the show, is now doing big things with ESPN. Uh, so it's been me and Chris and, you know, kind of our – collected friends for the last year or so but uh, I, i'm i think i'm ready i think i'm ready for the relaunch chris i think i'm ready right. for, for, for you know <laughs> we, we new logo new new intro you know what i'm saying Uh-oh. new new yeah. host i think we're ready for it so i don't i'm not saying it's gonna happen this month or you know next month but but soon uh the kings of sport yeah. is gonna go relaunch uh to celebrate our 10th year uh Check out the Patreon while you're waiting for that, though. Patreon, yeah. five bucks gets you in the door. Uh, if you want to pay more, I'm not going to stop you. Uh, not in this economy. I know some of y'all got that mm-hmm. tax money. So, uh, you know, we would appreciate that. <laughs> five bucks. Patreon.com backslash the Kings of Sport. Over 300 hours of audio video talking sports, wrestling, politics, pop culture, movie reviews, a lot of stuff on there. Sports, of course. Uh, but check yeah. that out. Uh, and then the last thing I'm going to promote is... Uh, the multiverse of color. It is a uh, mm-hmm. uh, an uh, venture that was formerly known as the DC TV podcast, but because Warner Brothers is all crazy, Chris, uh, yeah. Andy, uh, and the crew over there decided to uh, rebrand it. So it's going to be, you know, not only uh, podcast content, but articles, videos, uh, talking mm-hmm. about pop culture and, and nerd stuff through the lens of uh, multicultural contributors. Uh, and I am part of the Lituation Room, which uh, is me, Vanessa Shark, Clement Bryant, and uh, the wonderful Brittany Monet. Check out the Lituation Room. Uh, we should have an episode out next month uh, talking about some stuff. Uh, maybe the Marvels, maybe uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Who knows? Maybe we'll still be talking about Black Adam because it changed the game, Chris. Hey, right. the, the, the Hollywood has never seen anything before or since that, that can match what Black Adam brought to the table. Uh, but for everything else, follow me on Twitter at in the number eight M O Z A I K at Nate Mosaic. Also, you know, if, if you out there and then, you know, you, you, you nice with your editing skills or, or, you know, you might be nice with your podcasting skills, you know, holler at me. Cause like I said, Kings of sport going through a relaunch. So I want to bring in as many new voices to the table as I can. So, uh, you know, All right. what, 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 what you got, Chris, what you got um, I, tomorrow, um, yeah, Chris, hold on. Let me let me let me let me put you back front and center, Chris, because I'm excited for this. Chris, Chris, uh, it was originally supposed to be me and Chris, but uh, work got in the way. So, Chris, tell them what you got going on yeah. Sunday, like like Sunday, yeah, like in in thirty minutes, it'll be Sunday. So tonight, tell them what you got, Chris. Yeah, I'm gonna be on uh, One Gotta Stay uh, tomorrow. 
Um, so check that out. Um, and I didn't even realize that um, me and uh, my dude, what's I'm bro, uh, Amaru Rue? Amar, yeah, I, we know a lot of the same people. I, mm. I had no clue that uh, he knew all the people that I, that I mess with out here in LA. So I'm looking. Yeah, Rue's a good dude, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm looking forward to to doing that show. Um, and um. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that I gave him because I I did promise him I would promote it, but you know all this wrestling talk. Yeah, um, check Chris out tomorrow, three Eastern. Uh, one guy to stay, Andrew. Basically, what they're going to be talking about tomorrow, they're going over John Cena, The Rock, Dave Batista, or The Field, and uh, you know choosing who is the best in terms of wrestlers acting. Uh, so that's going to be a crazy conversation. Big Dave. Big Dave. Big day, Andrew. How how could you say that after you watch Planet Fifty One, Andrew? Hey, hey, real quick, real quick. I, I gotta say this because I know we've been going on the Planet Fifty One joke. They definitely gave me my chance to redeem myself. We what was that movie with Kevin Hart and The Rock? What was that? Oh, uh, Central Intelligence. Central yeah. Intelligence. They, they that was definitely good. Left, that, that that was that was one of my favorite. Uh, <laughs> that, that, definitely better than Planet Fifty One. I can tell you. But, but, but was that during the pandemic? Was that early pandemic? I think it was like yeah, early, early pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I wasn't doing shit anyway, so, you know. It's all yeah, you know, look, look, low-key, I, I, and I hate to say it like this, Andrew, because, I, you know, a lot of people were struggling during the pandemic. I lost, you know, uh, people close to me during the pandemic. But in terms of, like, creating stuff, that was a crazy time. It was just like mm-hmm. all of us is in the house with nothing to do. Let's do a show. Ain't got nothing better to do. Yeah. Ain't got yeah. nothing better to do. Hey, hey, but look, though. Y'all said y'all about to relaunch Kings of Sport. Look, hey, man, look, I'm, I, ain't, I ain't saying nothing. Uh oh, I'm saying something. Uh oh, there you go. That's all okay, I'm okay. Kind of like what I was doing earlier with Brock and Cody. If go. you know, you know. If you know, there you go. Might might already got a deal worked out. Might, you, know might, you, you, you never know. You never know. Andrew Dang. Thompson. I probably already signed a contract. You know from from saying? nephew you know to king, you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna do it, man. Because because like for real, for real, I think Waiting is like standing yeah, in the nah, corner, just yeah. looking at all this bandwidth <laughs> that we didn't ate up tonight. Uh, so we we sorry, but you know you know what it, you know what it is you know how we do. We uh, the man. Brother. Shout out to John Away uh, for for providing and the platform, man, and uh, shout out again to everybody watching and listening. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll do it again next month, uh, maybe talking with Big Swole. So we'll we'll see. But uh, either way, it's gonna be a fun show next oh, yeah. month. N- next month, I believe, is before uh, Double Another, so we will be doing Double Another predictions. Yes, Remember yes, that. we will be doing double nothing predictions. Uh, so I'm sure we'll be talking about the Muffin Man again. Uh, <laughs> we can't get away from him. Uh, I wonder what Vince is going to do in the next month oh, to get he, us to talk about him again. He going to do some shit. He, he going to do, do something. something. He going to grow his mustache thicker. <laughs> Out here looking like uh, like my man off the Adams family. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> for Chris. <laughs> For Chris, for Andrew, and for our special guest, Brian Mann, I am the Godfather, Nate Milton, uh, and and we appreciate y'all for uh, checking out this episode of the NWA podcast exclusively, exclusively here on Post Wrestling. You can't get this anywhere else. Not on Peacock, not on HBO Max. You only get this at Post Wrestling. And no, Andrew, I'm not stalling just so I can find where the theme music is. Um, I'm really meaning that. Uh, But yes, for Andrew, for Chris, for Brian, man, I'm the Godfather. Appreciate y'all for listening tonight. We had a lot of fun. We're going to do it again next month. And remember, the revolution 
may not be televised, but it damn sure will be podcasted. See y'all next month. Yo. It's Righteous Reg. It's a case for the safe, keep a space for the new begins. Unfiltered, off kilter, the professor, the godfather, host wrestle in the NWA, not oh keep guessing, huh? The views and expressions, you know the rest, it's pop excellence, get the message. Advocates for Nubian, wrestling, you're listening to the best again. Black wrestling in the ring, we invested in. Nubian kings and queens, we invested in. It's for the culture and we repping it. It's for the culture and we repping it.